Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned in to Kiss and Tell Radio. We're back, kids. What's oh, up? Yes. Oh yes, you know what? Nothing's up. Nothing's up, but the Lord Jesus. I'm, I'm feeling good. I got some caffeine in me. Mm-hmm. It's a good Wednesday. The pills are liquid form. I have liquid. I'm not oh. taking caffeine pills. I mean, college. It happened. I've never taken a caffeine pill. I didn't even know that existed. I know yeah. of like chocolate covered espresso beans. <laughs> no, no, no. In college, <laughs> I remember during finals week, I was on Adderall, Monster, oh. and like coffee. Adderall? Is, you just turned it up. That no, I was studying so and much. focusing. Does it really? Mm-hmm, it does. Oh. It's like for ADD. And I was focused and I was just really honed in. I passed. And I graduated from college. Congrats. Congratulations. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you, Shar. Appreciate it. So Thank I know you, that you guys hear a third voice. We have a special guest in studio, one of my good Judies, Mikey Passante. Hello. Hi, Mikey. How are you? What's up, Mikey? <laughs> that bell, where that bell come Oh, from? yes. The bell gets used. So just a Child. little bit about Mikey, guys. He moved to Los Angeles in 2009 from Miami, West Palm Beach, Florida. And within the first five months of living in L.A., he was the only male to book his first world tour with Paulina Rubio. And you were on the Grand City Pop Tour as her background singer and dancer. See, I didn't know you got your start doing that. I assumed that it was strictly dancing. Yes. All right. (laughs) Within that time, he also traveled to Africa and was able to perform with Jermaine Jackson as his dancer. I remember we talked about this. Uh, for for those of you who do not know or who are unfamiliar with my YouTube channel, Mikey was the one and only person that I interviewed. The one and only, the only one <laughs> for a segment that I was developing named the one on one with Char says so, and I specifically remember trolling you about Jermaine Jackson mm. and how he was acting and if his hairline was melting as he was <laughs> sweating. <laughs> Um, but after a year and a half of touring with Paulina, he booked Rihanna's loud world tour. Mm. I remember you telling me about that. If you guys want the deets on this, like I said, look it up. It's on YouTube. (laughs) Um, but you were with Rihanna and you were also a lead in her her talk that talk summer promo tour. Mm. After touring as a dancer, Mikey decided that he wanted to give music a try. He auditioned for NBC's The Voice in 2013 and made it to the blind auditions. Being sequestered in a hotel for a month preparing for the blind auditions, his agent called him and told him about Britney Jean Spears (laughs) having auditions for her Piece of Me residency show in Las Vegas. After asking producers on The Voice if he was able to leave just for that day to audition for Britney, they told him no. Oh. Mikey took it upon himself to sneak out of the hotel and audition. Ratchet. He got the best news Indeed. he has ever gotten when he booked Britney Spears' show. But divine. <laughs> okay, divine <laughs> intervention. Um, which led to him having to go back to The Voice and pull out of the competition. Britney Spears ended up being a four-year contract, which turned Mikey from a boy into a man. And we're going to talk about that later on in the show. Let's do it. Um, in the four years, a man? she sure did. No, it's oh. <laughs> a lot of realization. Oh, Britney turned gro- you into a man. A lot of growing up on that Goodbye. tour. Okay. <laughs> in the four years of being a part of Britney's Let family, Mikey has assisted in choreography as Ricky Martin's stand-in for his tour. He assisted and choreographed, choreographed and danced for Selena Gomez's same old love music video, along with doing some live shows with her and going on a spot date tour as well. You open for Jordan. When you open for Jordan Sparks, were you dancing or singing? I was singing. So Work. Much, 
<laughs> Britney Spears Pretty Girls in Slumber Party music videos you were a dancer in and you started working on your own album two years ago. Mm-hmm. Mikey landed. Now this is what I most recently know you from. Like mm-hmm. it was clocked. I was in the club. I was a little inebriated and my friend TT was like, look at Mikey. We were, they were playing Havana. Mm-hmm. So Mikey's the lead, the principal lead dancer in that video, uh, oh. which is Havana, which is featuring Young Thug. Um, so check that out, guys. I'm sure you've seen it before. But when Britney Spears' contract ended in, on December 31st, 2017, the beginning of 2018, he was asked to perform with Camilla Cambello on Ellen in that, that January. So this past January. Mm-hmm. He also performed with Kendrick Lamar on the 2018 Grammy Awards. Shortly after Mikey was asked to go on Camilla's world tour, he went on tour with her for two months. And in the midst of the tour, April 27th, 2018, Mikey released his debut album, The Road Less Traveled. It's so good. It's on all of the music streaming services. I listened to it today and I was like, wow, come through. Was this your first time listening to it? It, But, you know, I heard clips. This is my first time actually listening to songs and really understanding the content and really just... Your voice is so like dynamic, and I was like, okay, like mm-hmm. you, you were giving me high notes and and low notes. <laughs> Come I was on, like, oh. range. I literally, I never knew Mikey sang <laughs> for real. I never knew you sang, and I think that if That's I so did, crazy. like, because I've known Mikey for four years, so I think that if you did present it to me in the past, I might have brushed it off. Like, boy, please, right? Um, One of them typical L.A. slashes, slashes, which right. is kind of necessary, though. Yeah. Right. Well, after in leaving tour. <laughs> You performed on The Voice finale uh, for Halsey and Big Sean and just got asked to go back on the road with Britney this summer. Are you going to go? I am. Sure am. Sure am. I know that you love Britney and Britney loves you. I can tell by some of the... I see like the fan pictures on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, like great. look at Britney. She's all over you. I love Britney Jean. I love her too. <laughs> Let me get that bill. Even so though pretty much you're busy. Booked and busy. Yes. Like thank God. Very busy. And every time I seem to talk to you on a platform, it seems like Britney's going through something. I can't remember um, <laughs> the first time that I talked to you a few years ago. It was something with one of her new boyfriends. And then now, you know, in case you all don't know, Kevin Federline has his foot on her neck for more child support. Yeah. So, and he has six kids. Two oh, really? by two... It, it's three women, six kids. So mm-hmm. two with Char Jackson, Char, two with Brittany, and two with some new woman who Ooh. he just married. And he has his foot on her neck. He just recently took her back to court. So it's getting into a nasty battle. He wants more child support. I don't know the amount, but it's just like in the stars every time I talk to you. I'm not going to ask you that woman's personal business like I tried to the first you time. You know way listen. more than I do. I'm like, for real? <laughs> <laughs> That's happening? Oh, my God. Like a consoler in the right. dressing room. Well, happy Pride Month, everyone. It is Woo! June 1st. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, my bell fell. <laughs> Jesus. I'm excited for Pride Month. Uh, if you all do not know, which you all should know if you are on social media, Jace and I, we have the upcoming Kiss and Tell 100th live Woo-hoo! show. Get your tickets at kat100.eventbrite.com. We have Smith. We have uh, Travel, And we have... Raw. Yes, raw and and and. Hold on, <laughs> you know I'm behind the wait. scenes, we've been I'm busting our asses I'm to wait. get this show where it needs to be. I'm we have wait. been busting our asses for 100 episodes, but the particular show we have been really working hard and working with different people to make it what it needs to be. So please, please, please come out and support. The tickets are only ten dollars. Here's VIP, and I'm not going to stick. I'm not going to stick my foot in my mouth, but uh. 
There's mm. going to be someone else on the bill. Hey. Or put, <laughs> it's going to be in the universe. <laughs> we're, li- we're leaving it to God. Speaking of God, Woo. I like your shirt. Thank you. My friend makes these. Jesus sweaters. thinks I'm to die for. Mm-hmm. Also, I love uh, <laughs> this upcoming Sunday. Merci? Like, thank you in French? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, M E R. Jace, stop being dense. What do you mean I'm not being dense? Good Lord. Like, mercy, like, no. Mercy or mercy? Oh, yeah. This is a PK that you're talking to. He knows what mercy means. I didn't think. First of all, oh, I PK. heard <laughs> I'm a pastor's kid. You yeah. know away from mercy me. in the <laughs> context. Jace knows what mercy in the context of Jesus thinks I'm to die for means. Well, he said my friend made them, so his friend could have been French. Very much African-American. <laughs> okay. Well, gracias. Anyway, this upcoming Sunday... <laughs> This upcoming Sunday on FX, Pose is premiering the first episode. Chombo. We're so excited. Shout out to Angelica Ross, who is a guest um, on our show earlier this year. And I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about next week with that. Also, the California primary. Please get y'all asses out and vote. Please on vote. Tuesday, June 5th. Get your asses out and vote. And I'm pretty sure you could go and vote, you know, if you're not registered and have it like just in case. Is that the ghetto. One? I don't know. <laughs> I say still try. Still we'll go try. in there. You should be Bring registered, Bring your ID. Though. Yeah. Get in there with some, some boxes. Check some ballots. Who knows, girl? California, so. Anyway, <laughs> how was your everyone's weekend? Um. Well, my weekend was fun. We had, so, you guys know that I was on a drinking and sex sabbatical for all of spring. Hashtag spring cleaning. So I reintroduced myself to the worldly ways of lifestyles, and it was a great time. I hosted a very impromptu Memorial Day uh, barbecue. Literally, my roommate texted me, like, I'm buying a barbecue, and so I invited. Um, there's probably, well, sure, I was there, like, like 20, 25 people. I, I can't even keep track. I had the time of my life. Yeah, it was really fun. And <laughs> I so did. We, we had we steak. We had all types Turned. of foods. It's not the word. Yeah, we had a full Beyonce Beachella experience oh, yes. towards the end where we were all nice and inebriated. Like, it was good. I was feeling good. Let me tell you something. I was not drunk. I, I was, was tipsy. But I was on the, I was tap dancing on the line of drunk. Uh-huh. And I had a blast. That's the food was delicious. There was homemade guac. There were sandwiches, mm-hmm. steaks. Who cooked? <sighs> Me. You cooked everything. Yeah. Go and Your it's funny because too. Don't discredit him. He was out there. He made my steak. I know. Well, he yes, seasoned he the steak. We put the steak on the grill. Me and me and my roommate cooked. Okay. And it's funny because a lot of people kept reminding me how domestic I am while I was there, but I was like too what drunk they, to focus. They, you forgot Martha Stewart. <laughs> I mean, that's all you do is home decorate and I cook. I mean, if you're hungry, you eat. If you want to decorate, decorate, you decorate. I guess. Well, yes, that was lit. Mikey, did you do anything fun? I actually did. My friend was performing. He was the Beast in Beauty and the Beast on Saturday, mm-hmm. and the lineup was like Tay Diggs. Um, Rebel Wilson. Okay. Zoe. Where has Rebel been? Good Lord. She's been absent from theaters lately. Has she? Movie theaters. I've been You absent. said Jay-Z? <laughs> I've Jay- been absent. Uh, no, Zoe. <laughs> Zoe Saldana? No, Zoe. Zoe Kravitz? Sh- sh- something. I don't even know. Schausinger? No. Zoe. I don't Deschel- know. Deschanel. Deschanel. Yes, yes. Yeah. Who the hell is that? Zoe. She's, she like was a, she's an it. actress model. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he was the beast, so he was like the only quote unquote non name 
person there. So it was really nice. cool to see your friend like shine at the Hollywood Bowl. Like, yeah. And everybody was like, who is this? It was a good show. Stuffer? It was great. It was fun. It was different. It was like they played the movie on the screens and there was a live orchestra. So every time there was Ooh. music, they would play. And then when it was. Tale as old as time. Go for it. <laughs> Did the dress like flow? The yeah. yellow Come dress? Come on, Angela Lansbury. Yeah, and then went to the beach and just hung out with my dog. I haven't been to the beach in so long. Shout out to your dog, Zion. 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 Is it Zion or Zion? Zion. Zion. Are you Lauren Hill? Yeah. I was saying Zion. Miseducation. Well, for myself, (laughs) uh, I ended up, like on Saturday, I I watched some Netflix, and I I also went and watched some HBO Go. Mm. And I was trolling because I was looking for things to watch. This was at nighttime. And I came across this movie that, Everybody knows, especially if you're of a particular age, which is older than me. <laughs> uh, it's called Nine to Five, and it stars Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, and oh my God, uh, uh, Dolly Parton. I can't mm. believe I almost forgot Dolly Parton's name. It is <laughs> so funny. If you have HBO Go, check it out. Um, I remember it being referenced, especially when um, Grace and Frankie, which is Jane Fonda and Lily's show, um, hit Netflix. So this is them like reimagined, like when they were younger. Mm-hmm. It's such a fun, campy movie. I could see how it's a cult classic. It's good. So I checked nine that out. Five. Nine to five. Working what? nine to five. That's where uh, oh, that's Dolly got the song. Oh. Yeah. Got you. Okay. I it's a good, good movie. I think it was made in like 1980. Yeah. Um, eight years before, before I, time. Before I graced the <laughs> earth. Um, and then I also checked out Fahrenheit 451. That was one of my favorite books in middle school. It was required I read reading. It was one of my but I think favorite it was books. Elementary school. I haven't read that one. I don't believe it was required for us. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, Michael B. Jordan starred in it, and I mean, that's all I have to say about that. Ooh. It was decent. <laughs> it was they eliminated one of the main characters, which I, I mean, it was decent. It wasn't anything to to be like, oh, girl, and turn this off. But it wasn't. It didn't capture my attention the entire time. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I actually tried to watch Janelle Monae's forty-five minute. Oh yeah, Dirty Computer. I hated it. Really? Why? I got through, I think, like, 10 to 12 minutes, and I was like, am I missing something? Like, I'm not connecting with this at all. It was kind of, like, scattered to me. Really? I yeah. thought it was concise storytelling. Did you yeah. see it, Mikey? I have it's not like seen a sci-fi. anything. I've been on a rock. It's literally. like a sci-fi. <laughs> she did, like, a movie. Okay. A visual album slash movie, a la Lemonade. Okay. Um, And <laughs> it's, like, sci-fi. Like, to me, it reminded me a lot of Black Mirror um, and it flirts like Tessa Thompson stars in it. It's a few people in it. Mm. I I enjoyed it, but that's because I like the album. Mm. I listened to the album before I watched the movie. So and I like so many songs on her album. So to see it threaded, like the ways that she told the story and kind of like Lemonade. Got you, got you. Like Lemonade is but... not the album that it is without that visual component to I thread agree the with songs that. together. But I think the way that Lemonade is threaded is that it tells a story. I feel like Janelle Monae's was like a story outside. And then the memories were the music videos. I disagree, but to each their own. Yeah. It wasn't for <laughs> You didn't me. even give it a fair chance. You gave it 12 minutes out of 40. 12 minutes is when I acknowledged I hated it. And then I gave it to about like a 17 and a half. And then after that, it was off. Well, do you like the music? Did you listen to the album? It was cute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, also, I checked out Michelle Wolf's uh, Netflix show. Uh, the break. If you all are not familiar with Michelle Wolf, she is the comedian who ruffled feathers at the White House correspondent dinner. Yeah. She has her own show, and <laughs> Michelle has a a voice that is an acquired taste. I don't know if I'm going to be there for the full season, but 
Mm-hmm. I did like the premiere of her show. I thought it was funny. Um, so congratulations to Michelle Wolf. Um, the BET Awards. Yay. It was just announced that Yay. the Migos. <laughs> something that I. <laughs> Are you going? Something... Are you performing? No, I'm okay. not. But not. something that I. Uh, you have looking... friends that are. So <laughs> the BET yeah. Awards are airing later this month, and it was just announced that the Migos, Onika Mirage, Janelle Monet, and Ella May boot up are performing. <laughs> I'm not excited. Ella May's. Pre- I mean, Ella May. Is performing with SZA and Chris Brown, correct? SZA lost her voice. Ooh. Oh yeah, she reported that she's like she has permanently permanent, damaged. Yeah, permanent damage. How? She's, with, this, she's not even a belter. I, listen, I don't understand. Everybody that. wants to know. They said it came from singing in italics and cursive. <laughs> That's what Twitter said. <laughs> I hate Twitter. Black Twitter is also the best. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she just she said that she permanently damaged her voice because she had to cancel a, a like part of her tour because of throat problems. And then last night, well Tuesday night. She said it was. She tweeted that. But she, she can't even live sing. I don't understand. Ooh. Anyhow, <laughs> like no understand. shade. I honestly don't understand. She doesn't. I think belt. she's just tired because Maybe. prior to this news dropping months ago, she was saying that th- this might be her only album, or you might get two more out of her type thing. So it sounds like she was. This is not something that she wants. You know, sometimes that you think you want something until you get it. Right. So this singing business, yeah. this industry right. might not be something that she wants, and she may be just be looking for a way out. Understood. I saw her perform before her Control album. She opened up for Janae Aiko years ago, and she didn't really perform. She, like, danced the different tracks. Like, I remember I'm in love with the Coco. For and real. yeah, like she just danced on stage. Me. It was really fun. I saw first time I saw Sierra perform, she basically played her CD and put on that headset and lip sync for her life. <laughs> but she can give a show. She can. Right. This she was can. at the beginning of Sierra's career. That's I was unimpressed Sierra... as a girl from the school of of the Destiny's Child. I was thoroughly unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> I was thoroughly unimpressed. I was like, this is what me and my cousins do in the basement. Um, <laughs> and you paid to see it. <laughs> so, exactly. Well, Sierra, I didn't pay to see her. She, it was one of those. Oh, who paid? You know, it was one of those. Uh, you know how the radio does Live those stream. like winter right. jams, hmm. summer jam yeah. type thing where it's like eight artists. She was one of the artists on gotcha. there. Um, what else is going on? So did you all hear about uh, Roseanne? Roseanne it- and the backlash. So just to fill yeah. you in, this is how <laughs> fast life can come at you. So yesterday... Well, Tuesday morning, Roseanne tweeted and basically said that Valerie Jarrett, who is a senior advisor, was a senior advisor for Obama, uh, basically is what you get when you mix the Muslim Brotherhood and the Planet of the Apes. Valerie Jarrett is a black woman. So this is a racial thing. And Roseanne has had her fair share of racist and problematic and deplorable tweets in the past. So I don't know why everybody was acting so goddamn surprised. (laughs) After that tweet (laughs) went out. Yeah, I'm getting to that. Oh. After that tweet went out, ABC announced it, it ain't going to be no season two. Because Roseanne, they renewed Roseanne's reboot after the first episode because ratings were so good. I think it was like 18 million something. Like wow. ratings were through the roof. Uh, and they Man, announced. Listen to Kiss Until Radio. Come on, 18 million. <laughs> they announced <laughs> there would be no reboot from there. So, so she lost her show. So from there, an hour later, her agency dropped her came out and said you know what we're not she's not our client anymore really mm-hmm. then about an hour after that viacom's networks paramount tv land and even cmt yes the country music channel 
CMT announced that all of the reruns are being yanked. Wow. So my main issue with this, well, it's forever fuck Roseanne for me because she is just awful. As soon as I saw the tweets, uh, I think the first problematic tweets that I saw of hers that were dug up was when she was dressed as Hitler and had gingerbread cookies of Jewish people on a baking tray standing by an oven. She oh. took a picture like that and thought that was cute. We talked about this on the cat through? radio a few weeks ago when the show premiered. So I was just like, Mm-mm, I'm not doing this. Um, and so with, with her being dropped, everybody's like, oh, you know, there's a lot of, of, of hubbub around it. My issue is that it affects way more people. As someone right. who works in television, mm-hmm. who works behind the mm-hmm. scenes a lot of the times, I just got a job taken away from me based on something I didn't do, based on Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein decided he wanted to sexually harass people. It blew up in the fall. And as a direct result, the job that I was just knew I was going to have, you know, to carry me from Memorial Day through Thanksgiving (laughs) got yanked away from me because of something that he did. So I know what it's like to be cast and crew. And I know what it's like. We all know what it's like in this city because you got to keep you got to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And you can't rebrand the show. Crazy. You would lose your job. Yeah. Well, even too when our contract ended, I hopped on Camila's tour so quick because I was like, oh, I need to pay my bills. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way of freelance entertainment. Right. So that's what really Keep pissed busy. me off because the cast, the crew, everybody, post-production, actual production, people are out of summer jobs mm. because they were they were scheduled to, uh, I almost said perform, scheduled to film this summer. And then, of course, it was going to hit the block, you know, coming this September, season two. Um, yeah. So, yeah, she's since come out and apologized. She got mad at her TV children because Darlene and the the guy that played the son came out publicly and denounced her and she's mad at them. <laughs> she's like, really? Throwing me under the bus? Like, she's all on Twitter. They say you're gonna mess up my money. <laughs> right. She bl- right. And now, n- not only are you messing still do. Right. Not only are you messing up my money, the residuals that I was comfortable living coming. off of, those have stopped. Sheesh. So now everybody, no Aunt Jackie, for you. the that only people I think sucks. that are, that didn't flinch to this news are Roseanne, Dan, and Darlene. Because they all have checks coming in. Mm. Sarah Gilbert, who played Darlene, she is at the helm of CBS's The Talk. She is like the Barbara Walters. Even though Julie Chen hosts and is like the moderator, Sarah Gilbert, that's her show. EP, she came up with the idea. She took it to CBS. She got a check. John Goodman's still all over TV and movies. He's fine. Roseanne, I believe, will even be fine because, hello, white supremacy will take care of her. Mm -hmm. She's being made an example of publicly, but her pockets will be okay. I'm pretty sure that she got some huge check for a buyout because she had a contract. Right. And like I said, white supremacy will prevail in America, unfortunately, and she'll be fine. It's other people that will suffer. So, yeah, that's what happened with Roseanne. She's mad. She blamed, like Jace brought up, she said (laughs) Ambien. You know, she was, uh, you know, the Ambien It was 2 o'clock in the morning. I was on Ambien. It was Memorial Day weekend. I was like, what's that to do with shit? Right. Then Ambien tweeted this morning and basically said that racism is not one of the side effects of their (laughs) medication. So they don't know what sis is talking about. But racism, we have a few side effects. Maybe diarrhea. (laughs) Maybe maybe a heart palpitation. Maybe calling X bay. Maybe sleepwalking. But racism... Is not that's not our ministry. So while I do appreciate that the that karma swiftly came and snatched all of Roseanne's edges, I do know that at the end of the day she will be taken care of. Right. But it's nice to see. 
it's nice to see an example being made out and of this And the White House is really supporting her as well. Oh, of course. Trump Duh. came out this mm-hmm. morning and, and said some stuff. Happen. I know The View had to clear things up because they had a fake tweet. Roseanne retweeted fake things about Whoopi and Joy. So they facts. had to go on air and say this is well, I don't know how many different times you have to clean this clean this up. Whoopi wore a shirt to I, I want to oh, say it yes. was the Women's March mm-hmm. and it was like I'm a nasty woman. People have airbrushed it, uh well photoshopped it and it, it and it's like basically Make America great again and it's Trump Donald blowing Trump. his head out. And so people the the a lot of right-wing conservative people who refuse to google and do their research have been circulating this image and it's problematic and Roseanne retweeted it. And then when Trump Tower caught caught on fire a few months ago, uh, there's a fake tweet that someone drafted up of Joy Behar saying that, uh, like, Joy, like, the, when the fire happened, it was like, oh, a fire at, at Trump Tower, one person dead, hopefully Trump. Joy never tr- tweeted that, mm-hmm. but Roseanne retweeted. So it's it's been a conflation of things, and even though she's I'm, apologized to Valerie Jarrett, and Valerie's been like, whatever, girl, she's still been retweeting problematic stuff. She's still salty that she lost her her uh, show. And of course, like most racists, she announced that she's leaving Twitter instead of addressing her goddamn racism. Right. And so people are also applauding um, ABC because the black woman, there's a black woman who's president of ABC and they're like, oh yes, you know, she got her canceled, but this is the same black woman who also approved and signed the goddamn right. show and on. Got the sh- like she ABC execs were right. joking about Roseanne's Twitter during ABC Upfronts when this was announced. Like they were just like, because like I said, she'd been doing problematic things right. and for saying, pa- calling black people apes and monkeys and doing the Hitler, she's anti-Semitic. She's, uh, she's unhinged. Mm. The woman is unhinged. Hinged, and they looked at this as a cash cow. Of course, she brought in ratings, and advertisers, and it did. And they wanted to give a voice to middle America and things. But you also have to look at this is what these people are. Not all, but the vast majority, as we've seen, because politics have made people extremely tribal in this nation, as we've seen, because every week it's like six videos of police brutality or someone mm. saying, go back to Mexico, or just doing awful, deplorable shit. We see what's a direct result of these decisions. Right. And I remember when you first talked about Roseanne coming back, like, maybe 10 episodes ago. My main thing was that this is not the time to, like, be ha-ha about these type of things. Right. right. Like, maybe if it was, like, years ago or years to come. But, like, right now, like, the climate in this country is very hot. Yeah. And, like, it's very real. And she's and so toxic the time to be to, at like, the helm. It would be different if she was a co-star. It would be different if she was a co-star. But the show is ruined because she is at the helm of the show and the show is her namesake. Do you think it will actually stay off or it's just for ratings? No, I don't think anyone's going to pick her up. Mm -mm. Pick her, no. And it would be different if the show is named The Connors. But because it is named Roseanne and she is the star of the show, it's got to go. True. And it looks like at this point, no one wants to touch it. You I know, feel like if, Trump in some way is going to try and make it work. If I, he makes Trump network, then probably he got a magazine. If CMT ain't touching it, who gonna touch? If country music network True. ain't touching it, who touching it? Call him Beyonce a nigger. <laughs> oh, who did? CMT. Remember when the, she performed at the award? Oh, that show? was their fan base. That yeah. was not them. They. And that was not CMT. That was the Country Music Awards that aired on ABC. That was not CMT. Oh, country white people in middle America. Yes, they yeah. were calling. They were mad. Well, um, they hate the Dixie Chicks. So I was reading, of course. You know, I'm a men's health fanatic, and 
So this week, a 26-year-old man in India was hospitalized after a shower head was stuck inside of his rectum. Um, he told the doctor that he fell on it, and the doctor suspected he inserted it for a autoerotic purpose. Um, he's not the only one. There has been glasses stuck in people's rectums and all types of things. What kind and of glasses? So, like reading glasses? No, no, no. Like a glass that you drink from, like tequila. What like, would possess i i'm not sure what they're doing it's not my ministry so i wouldn't crystal meth has to be (laughs) crystal meth or god knows what but it was interesting because i read the article and the article is actually addressing how to really stimulate your prostate um without injuring yourself because a lot of times people come into the er for you know i have something stuck up my ass and they don't want to because the stigma tell them what happened (laughs) and so they lie and this other guy said that he has something stuck up and they also found a rod that was also in his rectum from trying him trying to get it out. Why don't you just go get a So they just dildo. say, hey, like I guys. That's what well, sex stores are for. Yeah. And so, but a man buying a dildo at a sex, sex store is a little. Masculine. He shouldn't be that fragile. Way. It's very you fragile. You stay in household and in, appliances. In the hospital. And now they're in the hospital. <laughs> With a shower head up um, your ass. When you could have had a sex, a safe sex store. Right. Story. So. And, and you don't have to physically go. Nowadays you can order. Right. Order what? Oh, sex the sex toys. toys. I'm like, uh, ER doctor? Uber or what is it? Uber Eats or Uber Eats or dildo? <laughs> you states, I mean, go they, there are sex toys that can get delivered to you your want some doorstep. Tacos and a dildo and our prostate simulator. There from are Uber sex yes. toys that can be delivered to your doorstep discreetly. That's all I'm saying. So mm-hmm. if you don't want to be a man buying a dildo in the sex store, you can double click and get it. There's no excuse to have household appliances right. jammed up your asshole. And, and have did to go you to the know? DR. Well, I'm pretty sure I know as a gamer that prostate simulation actually prevents uh, prostate cancer. Really? Yes, I've mm-hmm. heard that. Yeah. So well, bottoms are less likely to get prostate cancer. I've so heard that. So take the D, kids. Take the D. <laughs> you're, you're in the right. clear. <laughs> you're in the clear. Switching gears. This is... <laughs> but get medi- medically checked out as well. Switching gears. The, the this trade is, on the block. This week is not a good week for Aubrey Graham, a.k.a. Drake. <laughs> Last Friday, he responded to a handful of lines about uh, the use of ghost writers because Pusha T, who's part of good music, he released... M- infrared and which was a diss to drake and then drake Mm -hmm. snatched his edges with the duppy freestyle where he questioned pusha again this time with snappy lines about like i said the good music president's family and fiance quote i told you if you keep playing with my name i'm gonna let it ring on you like virginia williams that's his fiance that's pusha t's fiance so he's (laughs) name dropping uh but Tuesday night, Pusha sent Funk Master Flex the story of Adonan. And allegedly, Drake has a son named Adonis. We're going to get there, though. Um, oh. And so the story of Adonan, if you all did not catch this on Tuesday night, he uh, rapped over Jay-Z's The Story of OJ. Mm. And it is, these are some of the wildest insult lines I've ever heard. Uh, He attacked Drake's authenticity, his talent, his blackness as a mixed-race Canadian, his mother and father's romantic Mm. histories, and the lowest blow, his friend and producer, Noah Forty Shabib's multiple sclerosis. He came for everybody. He name-dropped everybody. He even claimed that Drake, because there have been rumors that Drake has a a love child, claims that the baby mama is a porn star and Drake is ashamed of her. And, yeah, so he let the chopper out on Drake. So we'll see if Drake claps back. His album, Scorpion, is due out later this month. Um, And, yeah, 
But what beef? It like, just I didn't Pusha listen T to any out. of the diss tracks. I did I don't because know who Pusher T is. Pusher T is responsible for the clips. All the boys were banging. The clips? Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Dun, dun. He was part of that oh, group. He's still around? Yeah. He's part of good music. <laughs> oh, Lord So he was one half of that. You know all the guys were banging on the lunch table. Grinding. The beat. Grinding, right. yes. And so he came out swinging at Drake, and he took a page from Meek Mill's book because everybody believes that Drake has a ghost writer named Quentin. Drake came and shut it down. Drake sent, uh, even went on to send him an, an invoice for $100,000 for co- reviving his career. Because if I'm Drake and I address a peasant, a quote-unquote peasant, mm. now your career is more seen as more valuable. But he came out, Pusha T just... If you guys get a chance, please go. Li- it's on YouTube. It's 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 one of the, as a diss record girl, one of my favorite be- rap beefs was between Trina and Kaya back in the day. Hey. <laughs> and I don't like Kaya today uh, because of a lot of transphobic and homophobic and problematic. She's just a roach. I just don't like her. Um, but she let the chopper sing on Trina back in the day <laughs> on her hit em up freestyle. Like I went up. <laughs> they hit him up. She let it sing on Trina and Jackie O. So, uh, yeah, go take a listen at that. Jackie O, too. I Where like her. Where is Jackie O? Child, mm-hmm. she, she was very transphobic with Jackie O. And she was calling her wacky O in the, in the disc. You know, Kaya doesn't have anything to lose. Um, and so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Drake responds. And like I said, his album is due out later this month. Kim, also, people are dying. Really right. quickly, just to get a little political, just two quick stories. So, according to USA Today... Um, it was originally announced that you all know that Hurricane Irma came through on Puerto Rico uh, last fall, mm-hmm. and the White House reported the official death toll from the storm was listed as 64. Well, on Wednesday, uh, the White House shook off criticism <laughs> um, because a Harvard study, Harvard conducted a study <clears throat> that estimated that the death toll from the tragedy in Puerto Rico may have reached up to 5,000 casualties. Um, but of course, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the White House press secretary, maintains that it's just 64. That's all we lost. She also went on to credit uh, that FEMA, FEMA's response to the storm was like the quickest. It was a Category 4 storm. It happened September 20th. You all know Puerto Rico went months without electricity, mm-hmm. like literally were forgotten right. about because people... Right, a lot of white wing, right wing conservatives refused to acknowledge that Puerto Ricans are U.S. citizens mm, and just correct. totally neglected them. Everybody only cared about Houston, and, and then Trump went down there. And they cared threw about paper Houston. Towels to go to a football game. I do remember that? That's if they cared about Houston. So it's all it's it's interesting to see his constituency constantly attacked and still supporting him. Mm-hmm. Houston was flooded, one nothing really done for you white people down there voting for him or whoever mm-hmm. down there voting for him. We see all of this gun violence. Most of the victims, they happen most of the gun violence happens in conservative red state red areas. Mm-hmm. Nothing is done, but these people still continue to support this man. Even what happened in Vegas, that was at a country concert. Mm-hmm. His constituency, his target audience no one gave a shit. So it's just, I, I just, I don't know what to say. I don't know how these people's mind works. I'm not interested in getting to learn how these people's mind work. It just, please continue to keep Puerto Rico in your prayers right. and and do some action aside from the prayers. We gotta, we gotta elevate the noise. We gotta, we gotta get the, get to the nuance from the noise. We gotta separate the two. That's crazy. And tell these people stories and help in, in any way that we can. Also, uh, I don't know if you all heard about this, but there are reportedly almost 1,500 children missing 
immigrant children missing. This was an op-ed from USA Today that I came across. It says the Trump administration recently announced that a new get tough policy that will separate parents from their children if the family is caught, caught crossing into the border illegally. Mind you, this doesn't happen for the Canadian border. Mm. Wonder why. Hmm. Um, so big. This was a big news story, and it's been overshadowed. But the U.S. government allegedly has lost, it's an estimated, 1,475 migrant children in its custody. So this is in United States custody. Homeland Security Secretary Kristen Nielsen told Congress that within 48 hours of being taken into custody, the children are transferred to the Department of Health and Human Services, services which finds places for them to stay. That was a lie. The lie detector determined that was a lie. <laughs> Where are these kids? That How do crazy. you lose nearly 15,000 kids? And my mind went to, I mean 1,500, excuse me. My mind instantly went to uh, human trafficking because that is a big issue. Mm. Um, and it, it, it hurts my heart. Mm. Betsy DeVos, who's uh, in charge of education, she even suggested that schools start calling ice on children. Uh. There's a crusade against immigrants, and I just, I don't, for the life of me, I will never understand it. And it's just, living in Trump's America is so goddamn stressful. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's it makes it impossible to decompress and just to pull back. Because every hour, it seems like it's another it's nonsense always headline. Yeah, always. always. So, yeah, if you guys are not aware of those stories, check them out. We're going to move on to the LGBT corner. And now, it's time for the LGBT corner. So, this week's LGBT corner, I came across this article that actually kind of fascinating to me, me being a 30-year-old man um, living in Los Angeles. Uh, but there's a new show that is, sorry, not a new show, but a show that's out on the Cartoon Network, and it's called Steven Universe, and it's an animated children's series about a young boy, Steven, who was trying to learn about himself and his family while working to save the world. Steven is part alien, and there's with three other alien beings. So this is the part that actually got me. So in the show, many characters fight traditional gender and sexuality roles represented in kids' media. One of the characters embodies an idea of breaking binary. So one of the characters that does um, embodies the idea of breaking the binary is Steve Bone. I'm going to say this wrong. Steve Bone, Steve Bone, Steven and Connie put together. Steve Bone, Connie? I've Steve never Bone. seen the show. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to call her Steve Uncunny. So Steve, or they, Steve Uncunny. Steve Uncunny is a fusion of a, a physical uh, combination of two or more characters creating a new larger person of Steven and a female identifying character named Connie. So Steve Uncunny presents as masculine, feminine, and androgynous, depending on which episode. So the fusion uses them slash they pronouns, and both male and female characters are attracted to them. So I thought this was nice. actually quite fascinating that these children's shows are addressing because representation is so important, mm -hmm. especially now with this younger generation being so in tune with themselves versus mm -hmm. going what they're socially um, taught to be. Right. I think it's very important for media to really just kind of address these things in not such a school-setting way. Because a lot of things that I learned as a child came from, you know, watching TV shows and stuff like that that weren't necessarily teaching me things but I learned mm -hmm. by the dialogue that they had on the shows and stuff like that. So I thought that was pretty dope that these adults are creating these platforms for how the conversation. Right. So I've heard of Steven Universe uh, through other podcasts and even like on Twitter but I've never felt compelled to check it out. 
Hmm. Um, but now I'm, I might check yeah. it out. It's there are people, Network. there are adults that watch it. There are I people that haven't watch heard it. of it, but yeah. I think it's interesting now since you mentioned it. I'm yeah. Like, oh, I couldn't imagine. How, how old are you? 32. Oh, yeah, we're talking about it. yeah, so I couldn't imagine being in the 90s watching Hey Arnold and having a non-binary character on there. Right. It would have made for interesting discussion. Yeah. I don't think we would have made it a big deal. I think, of course, older people would have. Right. Yeah, older I, people would have, I think I would have sure. been unfazed. Just like they're doing like this right now. Like I don't think that kids are really like, oh, this is a big deal, but this right. is their norm now. They're yeah. growing up, you know? I do. Th- yeah, This these days, kids are coming out a lot sooner than... Yeah, well, mm-hmm. the, the conversation has changed, and yeah. social media and direct access to the internet it's empowering when you Mm -hmm. can create your own sense of community through twitter Mm -hmm. or through instagram Mm -hmm. instead of feeling like the only one in school when you have 12 others you know from you know neighboring neighborhoods or across the country it's Mm -hmm. empowering it's strength in numbers there's this little boy i found i don't remember his name but on instagram he's literally like a drag queen but like a 11 year old is he white yes i think he was on ellen I was like, if I'm not mistaken, go you. Like I was mm-hmm. at home, like, yes, who is this little kid? Like, yeah. this is amazing. Like going to the protest and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, go the hell out. Yeah, this yeah. new generation is something else. I mean, I wish I had the resources when I was a child to. Well, we have them now. Right. I know, but I we think... could be 50 doing this show saying the same thing. Very true. So at least we have them now. Mm-hmm. We have more than half mm-hmm. of our lives left mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to utilize it. Mm-hmm. Start having babies and you start making agree. a difference. I want, I'm, you know, I'm having baby fever lately. Me Gross. too. I am. Ah. I saw this the video of Sarah and I don't know which one for kids. Future. It was a future. Yeah. Yeah, that's her son. Future. I'm done. Oh, I was like, I want a baby. Yeah. I go back and forth with it, but this week in particular, I'm so glad that I'm not a parent. Why? Because it's enough just taking care of myself. I couldn't imagine having a whole ass human being to take care of. Yeah, no. But if you had a child, it would be a completely different. Like you would I, make it work. I understand that, and kids? I know that I'd be a fantastic I have a, mother. I have a dog. You have a dog who is my child, and I treat him probably better than some humans treat their own children. I was about to say, well, animals, <laughs> pets are a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's a huge. You still got to take care of them. You still got to feed them. Yeah. They still got to use the bathroom schedules. Yes. Yeah. When you go out of town, you can't just leave. Like, uh, that's a that huge That was a big reason also, too. I'm just like, I have to be. Oh, yeah. What would you do when you were on tour? My friends watched him, but it just broke my heart knowing that this mm-hmm. poor animal probably thought I abandoned him for two months. Oh, I was no, like, he know. Does he know? He knows. I that dog. Know. Like, I was saying voice If you've notes. ever seen them interact, <laughs> that damn dog know that Mikey did <laughs> had, not abandon him. I had full conversations of like, baby. I'm leaving for a couple months. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make us some money. And he'd be nodding his head. I'll be right back. Okay, Dad. I promise. Mm-hmm. Just be good. I won't forget you. Don't forget me. You know? So, I don't. But I do want kids, and that's my next goal in life. Really? really? I want, like, five kids. And Whoa. I'm going to move to, like, Atlanta or somewhere where I can just buy a big house for dirt cheap and just everybody's happy. Well, we're going to talk more about that. <laughs> towards the I end of questions. the show. I do too. Okay. So let's get to my topic. Have babies? I'm the, I have four siblings myself, so those five of us are growing I up. I want a big family. Seven people in the house. I love it. Mm-mm. <laughs> Later on. <laughs> my topic uh, this week is unnecessary beef. Mm-hmm. So um, Red Table Talk is a Facebook show um, that Jada Pinkett Smith created. I've loved it we're in episode four i think this upcoming monday she's gonna have Jaden on 
But uh, she just had a very uh, interesting conversation last Monday, which was Memorial Day, and she mm-hmm. had Gabrielle Union as a guest. And she shared, well, they both were very transparent, and they shared that they were never friends. So we're going to start there. They were associates. Like, they were cool, high and by. Mm-hmm. They were never friends. That is important to remember. But somewhere between auditions and clicks and entourages, rumors started flaring up within each respective party. She don't like you. She don't use. She don't really care for you. And that turned into a 17-year beef of them not talking between Jada Pinkett Smith Mm -hmm. and Gabrielle Union. And so the conversation that they had on Red Table Talk this past Monday was such a good one. It was such a an enlightening uh, and and very just self-aware. Everything's good now, by the way. Right. And this was not their first time making amends. They just were talking about right, what happened right. and how they let 17 years go of not using each other. Right. And so when I was watching this, I was like, it is amazing because I've had similar things happen not 17 years though but it's amazing because a lot of people would look at this and 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 hearken this to maybe a high school problem but these are fully formed women Mm -hmm. like they're in their mid to late 40s and 17 year gap so i just wanted to play a quick clip from uh the discussion and then i'll pose my question to you all take a listen i used to shrink in the presence of other dope beautiful women I used to revel in gossip and rumors. I took joy in people's pain and I tap danced on their misery. Real fierce and fearless women celebrate and compliment other women and we recognize and embrace the notion that their shine in no way diminishes our light and that it actually makes our light shine brighter. So that clip that I played Where was, was she at the state capitol. No, she was <laughs> at, the next at uh, Essence Women in Hollywood. Oh, okay. and I think that that's when they first made that was like a few years ago. But they played that clip within the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, yeah. So my question to you all is: Has anything ever? Have you ever been in a situation where? Things have been perpetuated between you and someone else, someone that you've never had a conversation with. Yes. But there was a clear, a clear, a clear line drawn in the sand. And if that has not happened, have you? Because I've been guilty of this. Have you ever projected nonsense onto someone? As far as like, oh, I don't like him. I don't know why, but I don't like him. And then, or her, or them. And then you find <laughs> on later, Non-binary. later on down the line that hey, this person isn't that bad. Right. I was just projecting nonsense onto them. So has that ever happened? Yes and yes. <laughs> yes and yes and yes. Yeah. Well, one of my exes. <clears throat> No names. Uh, had an ex. Never met ever, ever, ever. He dated that person way before me um, and way after them, him and I have had met. Mm-hmm. But it was just, for whatever reason, his ex did not like me. I'm like, what? I mean, they were friends, but That's I'm like. common. I, I understand <laughs> that, but I was just like, I was never in, involved in your guys' circle. Yeah. I never, we don't have mutual friends. We don't. Like, you aren't even somebody that I would want to hang out with. You know what I mean? So for us to, or for you, typically not like me. I mean, your mom hasn't even been in my house. Like, like they're so close to the point where there's now family. And I'm so open with it. I was like, yeah, come, let her shower. You know what I mean? In my house, like, get ready to surprise him. I try to go to, like, a surprise birthday and try to be like. And this is your 
boyfriend's ex. Ex-boyfriend's ex. Ex-boyfriend's ex. Yes. So I was so open-minded to the whole idea of them even being friends because even too, like a lot of people feel uncomfortable with, you know, their part or, you know, their relationships. Which y'all got to talk about. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Y'all ex for a reason. Yeah. But I was so open-minded to it. And he, to this day, we do not mess with each other to the point where even too, one time in front of a club, we almost got in into a fight because it was just like, okay. Ooh, the ghetto. Right. <laughs> I was like, but it, I mean, it's been now he's not involved in any one of our lives on that level. So gotcha. why do you still have beef? You know? Yeah. Um. So I just had to shut Maybe it down. Maybe he likes you. I don't Maybe. think so. You guys have never uh, had come to any sort of agreement or got to the nitty gritty of what is the issue? One time, actually, yes. One time I asked him, I was like, what's up? This yeah. was at the club, but it was the wrong time to speak because I was on the verge of the alcohols. I was tap dancing, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> alcohols pumping, music Charm thumping. Memorial Day weekend, in right? The but room. in my head, in my heart, I was just like, I want. This was years ago, mind you. I was like, I mm-hmm. want to fight him. I don't care because I just want to shut him down all okay. the way. So anything he said. I was just ready. You, you were know? ready just to swim. I was just like, look. Even if he was like, look, there's no problem. Boom. Bop. Right. <laughs> so, Mercy. I mean, we That's got that, to. Uh, Miami, that West Florida. What, where are you from? West Palm. West Palm. Yeah. Mm. Beach. What 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 high school was that again? Silver Springs. That was that. <laughs> Palm Beach Lakes. Okay. Ooh. Shout out to Moonlight. That's, that's what was coming out. But no. So, yeah. So, that was my experience on somebody just having beef with me. For no reason at all. Have you ever had beef with someone for no reason? Like ever projected something? Like yeah. the example I used, like he well, said, I don't she like, said, they yeah. said. Oh yeah. Like, or let people gas gas a, like fan the flames to a situation. Yeah, like that if let's to. say somebody had an issue with like my friend and obviously you being loyal to a friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just mm-hmm. automatically I don't... stay out of it. I've learned now today. Yes. Now yes. That don't got nothing to do with me. You would try to, just depending on the level of the friendship. Right. But, like, if it's your main best friend, like, it don't matter. I understand that. Yeah. That's, that's. Yeah. I have um, one of my best friends. His, I actually met his ex-boyfriend the same night I met him. Mm. And me and his ex-boyfriend had been on Twitter for, like, years, like, chatting it up. And there was nothing, like, romantic or anything like that. But, um... I had met them the same night at a club in New York and me and my friend ended up becoming friends and he always had an issue with me being friends with his ex. Mm-hmm. And he would always tell me like, no, he was this, he's that. He's, and I was just like, to I mean, your experience. right. I was yeah. like, I mean, he's cool to me. Like we all, but like for the longest time, I just kept my distance from him right. just because of what my best friend had told me about him, Right. which in turn, wasn't fair, but it's kind of like, how do I balance my, like, loyalty to my friend and, like, accommodate his needs, I guess you have to say. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm a grown-ass man. I can make my own grown-ass decisions. I think it comes and I battled with, with that for a while. I think it, it comes with discernment and the level of offense. Mm-hmm. Like, why are y'all beefing? Right. Um, but I know that for me, I know that I also should mention that Gabby credited AJ Johnson. If you all aren't familiar with her, she's a life coach and an actress. She starred in House Party. She played Tyrese's mom in uh, Baby Boy. I love her. Yeah. So AJ Johnson uh, uh, was training Gabby, like, you know, because like I said, she she does a lot of physical stuff and life training uh, and life coaching. And she basically asked Gabby, like, what do you gain from that? Like Gabrielle U- Union used an example like she was at a party. And 
her insecurity kicked in. She didn't know. She she didn't know what to call it at the time. She was just being herself. Mm-hmm. And someone, I guess, maybe more pretty or more famous walked into the room and Gabby instantly started devaluing mm-hmm. her. Like, mm-hmm. look at her. You know, everybody making jokes and keying in the corner with right. Gabrielle Union. And AJ checked her on her shit. Like, what did you gain from that? Mm. Are you? Do you feel better now? Like, are you richer? Did you get the house you wanted? Like, just started right. la- laying her out. And so Gabby said that was an aha moment for her. That level of accountability, mm-hmm. you know, um, which I think it should be. It should be noted on the Kiss and Tell Radio that people have to be ready to receive that level of critique because something like that could have went left for someone whose ego was too big, right? True. And like couldn't Roseanne. receive that. Right. And couldn't. Re- How is that like Roseanne? You're racist. I'm not racist. I'm on Ambien. I don't know if that's like potato, potato. However, <laughs> same word, same spelling. Be, you have to be able to receive that level of critique because I know that I have offered unsolicited advice in certain situations, and the the persons that I've offered it to were not ready to hear how I have experienced them move, mm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, my example, what I, I thought think... about with this was there was a girl in college um, that I had a come to Jesus moment with. One of my best friends got married in 2015 and we were all at her house. And so basically this girl, she and I started out friends in undergrad and then things happened and mm-hmm. we weren't. Right. And for the longest, it was just kind of like this shady set, okay? <laughs> and I will admit that the shady set was perpetuated by me because, are we going to get real? Because yes, of a guy. Yes. And so, um, And so what happened was my friend, I knew that this girl was going to be at the wedding and participating. And so we all flew into town for my best, one of my best friend's weddings. And it just turns out that the girl that I had an issue with and myself were the first two to arrive. Mm. So when my friend Perfect. came and picked me up from the airport, the in the passenger side was old girl. Mm. So we get back to the house and there were other women because we had kicked the groom out of the groom to be out of the house. So their townhouse was turned into like this female paradise. It was nothing but girls running around. <laughs> and so um and so the first night before people were coming in, I, I took it upon myself to pull her to the side. And I said, you know what? I'm sorry. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. She at first tried to act, well, what? What are you sorry for? Child. The wall had to be broken down. And we ended up in turn becoming closer and rekindling our friendship when all was said and done. Now, it was not something that was like super dramatic or right. hella gravitas, but it took about 30 minutes. And right. I did get emotional because I was in a different place. Mm. Now we are three, four years removed from undergrad and I'm just a different person. And I realized that a lot of what I was attacking her for was me being maybe envious and I'm not an envious person, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't clock at the time because my ego was so big and me just being a hater. Mm -hmm. And I mean, she wasn't all that, but she (laughs) had a certain level of confidence. But don't, Don't no. Right now. <laughs> no, 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 because she knows this. She knows I'd say this well. to her face. She could be listening. She, it was something about us both having those alpha personalities. Mm-hmm. I walk in a room and I command it. She too walked in, into the room and commands it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just, it, 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 it was clash of the time. <laughs> well, that's big of you to acknowledge. Yeah, I've so, actually had somebody come up to me, and I want to say it wasn't a, it was an apology, but it was a, I, I miss. 
misread you or I misunderstood you based on what I quote unquote knew about you prior to meeting you. Mm. Yeah. And I've had that couple Which is a projection. A That's not yeah. fair. And a lot of people assume, I mean, especially before the podcast when it was only like written stuff online that they know exactly who I am or even through college, you know, um, me being kind of out there having fun, but also me kind of being DL, not DL, but keeping Ray, my sex discreet. life discreet, <laughs> discreet with who I was doing, dipping and doing it with. So there's like a lot of rumors that are going around about me. And especially with straight dudes, a lot of people uh, wouldn't want to be friends with me. And a lot of times, straight men eventually would befriend me and like, oh, like you're actually like a dope person. Like you're not trying to hit at me and oh, holler at me. Oh God! And I'm just like, what the Haven't fuck? Have we all been through that? And I'm just like, no, like I'm just here to live my life and like right. be fun, and I'm not trying to suck your dick. So like, get over yourself. Just like, and I'm happy you. Told I feel like me. we've all as a as a gender non-conforming prior to my transition, I've definitely been through that. But yeah. it's just stupid. But that's like saying every heterosexual man likes every girl you know what i mean like they no, don't look at it that way it's so dumb but that can, don't look can at it be that i mean maybe not with like relationships but like why is this you know straight guy trying to be friends with a girl like they just can't like there are some people who believe that men and women can't be right friends, which is stupid as well it's very stupid but i think really? with age yeah oh yeah there are people, people who believe that there's mm-hmm. no way that they can be friends yeah but. they they fuck and they no yep. they, they ain't siblings or play <laughs> siblings they're dipping and doing in the bedroom that's so yeah, it's backwards and dated, but you know, I'm, I guess, happy that people could acknowledge that. But it's also kind of was like, well, why were you, huh? Mm-hmm. It's kind of backwards. I mean, it I happens, and I don't know if I know that men and women are socialized differently. So I know typically when I'm a lot of, around a lot of women, there's always these emotional breakthroughs that I can typically appreciate. I've had women apologize to me about you know transphobic ideas that they might have had. Mm-hmm. You know, or I like how Jace just mentioned how people have preconceived notions of him or based on rumors. Some people have ideas of trans women. Some black women, mm-hmm. my sisters, have ideas of <laughs> trans women. And then I end up having these breakthrough come to G- that they bring to my doorstep. Right. I don't even know right. if there's an issue. Right. You know, and then it's like, you know, the my, bad, right. my bad, Char. And so, like I said, I don't know because I haven't been in a lot of... Um, situations with men i don't know how men as far as like the socialization especially gay black men Mm -hmm. if those same breakthroughs are being made or if the shade is just perpetuated until the end of time i think it just depends on the scene yeah you know Mm -hmm. because there's a lot and the cast of characters right i mean there's a lot of openness in another person and you know and in other ways in another way (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) get that shower run right um and then also, too, and I've noticed in certain scenes, like, it's a closed mind. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. could be the shade. It could be. It's very tribal, very, mm-hmm. you know, don't use. And social media kind of fucked that up, too. Well, you know what? I, I, I'd go as far as to say the subtweet. The subliminal statuses mm. and things like that can fan the flame because, I mean, a hit dog will holla. But what, <laughs> what you doing putting stuff out? You know what I'm saying? Putting stuff out True. there. So you social media did complicate the, a lot of narratives. Mm-hmm. They can. They can. Mm. But I just I try to stay out of stuff. I really do. I mean, what I'm trying to do professionally gets messy enough. I have no space for it in my right. personal life. And so, but I do know, and we've talked about this on the show before, 
I I hold my friends accountable mm-hmm. because I expect you to hold me accountable. It's this is not a one sided thing. Right. If you think that I'm doing some bullshit, I expect you to say, Shar, you doing some bullshit because I'm right. gonna tell you the same thing. You know, it's kind of funny that you, you say something like you are an extension like and a reflection of me with being my friend. Very true. Professionally, because I think it was I was talking to you, Shar, about people that we idolized when we were younger. And then now being adults in entertainment business, those people are kind of our peers. Mm -hmm. And then kind of like, oh, shit, like I used to idolize you you as a child. And then it's just like, oh, now we're hanging out by the pool. Mm -hmm. And you're actually really getting to know them without any cameras or microphones. Mm -hmm. And it's a different experience. And so that's happened to me a few times with people who I've had this idea of just based on their tracks mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. their TV shows or their movies. Or even Instagram. You right. can or form whole ideas about people via social media before even meeting them, Very and true. then you come to the table. That's why, it's like I keep saying, it's so important to check your ego and check your bias. Mm-hmm. Everybody deserves a fair... Well, most people deserve a fair chance. <laughs> right, right. Um, because <laughs> it's, it's you doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, and it's fine, because I was saying, like I'm so happy that I meet a lot of people... Or my friends or my peers before I see them on Instagram because mm. it gives me a whole different view of who they are. Yeah. It's it, like, oh, that's and just check your blanket camp. blue. You got to check your camp. It, it surprises me that, like I said, um, when I introduced this topic, Jada and Gabrielle, this was not when they were 16. They are adult women in their late yeah. to mid to late 40s, knocking on 50 and let a seven, 17 Dang. years of eye rolling and tooth sucking because people in their camps were fanning the flames. And it comes to a point where when where it comes to like where do you challenge that? Mm-hmm. Cuz I can't take everybody's word as the gospel. So where do you challenge that? But yeah. I guess it it's e- it was easy for them because they did not start out as friends. They were just, you know, the high and by girls of of Hollywood. True. You know what I'm saying? So I guess it's different if you start out as friends right. versus if it's just a, hey, how how you doing? Right. That's good, you yeah. know. And on but, the same token, I think there are certain situations where cuz I've had I've hung out with people and pe- my friends have seen that and like, oh, like BT dubs like they're about this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, thank God, because that probably would have led me into some mess. Right. And I stopped my connection with that person because of what I heard and actually ended up being a saving grace. Yeah. In and, some situations, I agree. Yeah. And I, I would have rather found out right. outside of it than in it, you know? Yeah. And so I think there's always, it's kind of like you have to make your own decisions as an adult. You got to be discerning. Right. And mm-hmm. also you have to keep in mind that people will only do to you what you allow them to do. So if your friend's experience with them is some nonsense... That's Very not to true. say that they're going to bring that same nonsense to your doorstep if you all are t- different people. Right. You know, it's different strokes for different folks, and people are constantly evolving. So if your friend had a negative experience with someone two years ago, I don't know if that's fair to hold merit. No, there's some current bullshit. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying with you because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's not your experience. Everybody <laughs> has a different experience. I experience Mikey in different ways than other people would experience yeah, very him. True. You all experience me in different ways than other. Everybody has an individual story. Mm-hmm. Everybody got stories of I don't like Mikey and I love Mikey. Everybody got stories very of true. I don't like Jason. I love Jason. Everybody got stories don't of like I don't me. like Char. <laughs> oh, yes. I don't and like I you. love Char. It's so it's, Who it's, don't like me? It's Tweet based me. on the experience so i just think like yeah good discussion um check your bias check your ego yes. and if you have not checked out that episode of red table talk check it out it's on facebook streaming and even if you don't have facebook because people tweeted me how do i watch if i don't have facebook you can still watch without an account just type in red table talk in your google search engine and it'll come right up 
come through. Amen. So, yeah. <laughs> so, my topic today is about hashtag predate. So, Ashley Shaw brought this to my attention um, this week. And I didn't, I missed the whole. Are you on Twitter? Mikey? No, not like that. I mean, I Mikey's am. He's never been a t- uh, one of oh, the you're Twitter on the, folk. Oh, you're on The Rock. I'm on Are you on IG? Instagram, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and the Facebook? Yeah. Snapchat? Barely. No, I have no Snapchat. Okay. He's you, IG. You in the deep um, valley just living your life. I sure am. <laughs> With my dog. <laughs> um, so there was a conversation about a predate. So a predate is the date before the actual date before you wine and dine. Um, so I looked it up and I thought it was pretty funny. Um, some of the tweets I saw, uh, were call me after nine when I got minutes was the original pre-date. Um, another one is a pre-date is you eating my ass in the car of your job's parking lot. That is nobody's pre-date. <laughs> that is, that is after And oh. final one, um, <laughs> the one time I went on a pre-date, we met at Starbucks. Long story short, he ended up at my house with a lap full of pre-cum and on my block list. So not on um, Starbucks either. Ugh. Pre- why? Why did you pick all uh, the sexual ones? Because I like sex. We know this. <laughs> um, so I thought it was pretty funny, and it's funny because ironically, we had a conversation not about a pre-date, but about. Me in particular, someone was having a conversation about dating, and I was on Twitter saying that I do not, I'm not a fan of dating or casual dating. I know some people like casual dating for sport, where they like to go to the movies and have the candles, and that's not me. I I don't want to know you and your favorite color and how many siblings you have on a one-on-one basis. Like, if I get to know you over time, because mm. I'm not I'm not really You're looking. not into the survey. Yeah, when you go I'm on not. Dates. And so, if I get to know you in social spaces over a certain amount of time, and I feel, I guess, comfortable, not safety-wise, but just comfortable with, like, having a one-on-one on you, then I'll be like, all right, well, let's just go on a date, and you look like you have a question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, why don't you finish your thought? Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go okay, ahead. I'll finish my thought. Um... And so my question to you guys is, do you guys, I mean, I think we all could say predating is kind of silly. Do you I agree? Say, I, I mean, from the descriptions that you just read. Yeah. Trash. Trash and trash. trash okay. And trash. So, but with to me, a the predate initial, is a date. It is a date. But unless it you're in depends. The back of the car. It depends. And unless it's like a, like my thing is. I saw a funny tweet about predates, and they put four pictures together. It was Netflix. It was chicken Alfredo with broccoli. Um, shit, I can't remember what else. Like a uh, Moscato wine Ooh. and oven garlic <laughs> ever bread. Disrespect because me with that's Moscato. what that's what I a like lot Moscato. of <laughs> don't that ever disrespect me with Moscato. Let don't me tell talk. you something. That's what a lot of these men's will do. Aww. And so a lot of people these men stop it. <laughs> a lot of people criticize predates as men just being cheap. And not wanting to actually date. And my thing with the Well, pre- what does it take you to get on the first date? That was my That's my question. If we, listen, we either going on a date or we not. Mm. But what makes you say yes? I mean, what makes me say... somebody approaches you respectfully... Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, Are you single, Mikey? I sure am. I think it's a curse. <laughs> Somebody put some damn voodoo on my dating <laughs> love life. Oh, single dad. Oh, I yes. think what <laughs> I think what makes a a great date is you. I know that I like when something is planned out. I do not want you texting me, quote, "I want to see you to death." 
I don't need that every two weeks. I, I want to see you. I need to see. What do you want to do? What else is going on? Why don't you text me and say, hey, Char, are you free Friday night? Because I want to go see Deadpool too, Or something like, like something simple. Like, quit telling me you want to see me if there is no activity planned. Mm. Also, I'm not going on a first quote unquote date or a pre-date at your house. And you're not coming to mine. I like mm. being out. I would be open to that being a second or third date, but I'm not coming to your house. I'm not, and you're not coming to mine. We need to be out. We right. need to be somewhere. Right. There needs to be some type of tuna tartare. Or, like, we need to be. Oh. However. We need to be doing something. Fish. I was on a date, and the first date was going to his house, but he had a chef come in, and we oh. took, like, a cooking class. Yes. Now, I had a friend. That was cool. I had a friend who went on a first date at someone's house and they had two canvases and some paint Kinjay. and That's cooked cool. and uh he shared a story on the show yeah well i don't know if he wanted to be reminded or revisited of that <laughs> considering <laughs> things didn't work Ring out that bell, Char. but uh yeah so he that's different but i don't want to even with that being laid out i'm not interested in that right I don't want to be at your house. I said what I said, and I don't want you at my house. I want to be out. What if I had like that a nice be... view in like nope. Baldwin Hills nope, nope, over like nope. downtown now, LA, we... and you were outside by the pool and the bubbles nope. were going? If we later end like up that. at your house, that's different. Oh. The same day? Yeah. But you're not inviting me. We're not kicking things off at your house. No. Gotcha. What if he's going to show Uber? No. Uber I said Black? what I said. I'm not changing on <laughs> I it. I said what I said. And I'm not changing on it. I'm not changing on it. No, I mean, I understand that. Huh? Lisa, what about you? What does it take you to, to get you on a first date? Oh, like if somebody comes respectfully and then they're, you know, if there's obviously an attraction, whether it be I like the way they speak or I like the way they look, you know, like, mm-hmm. but if, if somebody, you know, says anything sexually or whatever, I'm just like, this is just a hookup. It's not going to be a date. Do you believe in predates? From the description, those are <laughs> hookups. No, I do not. Like, I feel like. If you go on well, a date, it's jokes. a date. <laughs> I mean, but even still, some people really think that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I don't believe in a pre-date. I just think if you go you on a date. You either go on the date or you, you don't. don't. Exactly. You better yeah. go all in or don't go in at all. Really? Uh, that's a hookup. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> go in with the I effort, don't do that. that not to your me, dick. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> I, I deserve more. No, we're not doing no damn pre-date. And if you, if it's a cost thing, then I'm probably not the girl for you. I'm not no extravagant broad that you got to, you know, max out your card for. Right. But if you are too, if you're penny pinching to take me out on a date, maybe you need to wait to ask me on the date till you get some coin. Exactly. Or like I said, I'm just not the girl for you. We're not about to do like this. like the Cheesecake Factory? I would go on a date on the Cheesecake Red Robin. Factory. I would go on a, out of the house. I would. Okay. I certainly would. If it's You're full too, of Mikey? good conversation. Yeah, I would. And Red Robin has those bottomless fries. What? Mm, <laughs> some ranch sauce. <laughs> bottomless. You know, I don't eat ranch. <laughs> Blue cheese. I would. Um, anything out of the house. Yeah. But I, when I say anything, I mean, don't get stupid. I'm not getting a happy meal with you. But, you know, I'm not doing anything like that. I'm, I'm 30. What about yeah. like hiking more. or like I would do a beach. hike. Mm-hmm. I would do a hike. I would do the beach. Dog park. I would do a dog park. I love dogs. Oh, I love dogs. I would do a dog park. Dog park smell like shit. I got my top three from a dog park. Your top three? (laughs) What? I'm just kidding. You met nice people from the dog park. Well, going doggy date. Oh, doggy date. Like, oh, I got a dog. You You bring your dog. dog, I bring mine. Let's go for a walk, and it's that's the thing. I never heard of that before. Do you have a dog? No. Okay. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> now you want to ring the bell, Shar? 
Um, <laughs> no shade, no shade, no shade. No for me, I don't know. I'm I'm not a dating type. I've never been the dating type of person. People who I've dated in the past, we have typically not met on a first date. It's usually been like a social circle mm-hmm. that we kind of came into each other's encounter like every once in a while. And eventually it was asked either by me or by them, like, hey, like, let's hang out one on one. Because if you ask me on a first date and I do not know shit about you, I don't want to go. Well, like, that's how I you get to know them. But how do I even often want to get to know them? I could get to know anybody. Well, that's you know what the beauty is? You can always get up and leave. Mm-hmm. But I'm not rude like that. I'm and, not going to get up and leave about Red well, you don't Robin. Owe anyone your t- you don't owe anyone your time. And that's this why is I don't why even, I prefer. Why show up? Red this is why I prefer <laughs> day dates because it's easier to leave. <laughs> the chicken tenders. Right. The chicken tenders oh, and yes. that uh, It's easier to beef. leave lunch than dinner. Is it? To me, it it's is. Still like, leave, I wouldn't leave unless it's completely like a train wreck. But if I'm not yeah. having a good time, I would just tell myself, I'm like, this is the Or you have that one time. friend that you, you text. Mm-hmm. I don't. To me, that takes the fun out of it. I don't want to get to know every fucking thing about you before or we go on a date. Or every fucking body. No. Like, where's the filter? Let's, That's why, for me, that I, I cannot. I've been on first dates before with someone I have. I, we talked about this last week. One of them that I got set up on by a straight girl that set me up on a blind date at a horrible blind dates are different i know mm-hmm. but this one in particular we they had are. met know, before I'm, I'm, yeah they are um because it's someone else relying on someone else to set yeah. you up versus this one i agree to coming up to you i agree to and we were at a bar and it was so loud and he was telling me the most obnoxious stories and it was a waste of my time and so and i just you could have got up and left but I'm not honestly. I'm not gonna be rude like that. If you're, if I'm not well, having a good time, that's your personal choice. Suffer through the is, damn but day. I'm, but sure, <laughs> and that's why I do not go on first dates. <laughs> well, yeah, bars are a definite not why a good place. Why would you invite me to, to a noisy somebody. bar? The movies is not a good first date because you can't really speak unless you just want to go see a movie. Maybe movies and a dinner after to like talk about. How I was about to say the it. movies are good if you hold conversation after the movies. After, okay. And yeah. Issa Rae, it's so funny, cream. Issa Rae just did like a little and questionnaire coffee. for like GQ and, and she said that she <laughs> likes dick. movie dates because she said you, you can judge a lot from a guy's like chivalry from movie dates. Mm. Are you holding the door open for me? Are you, are you going to offer snacks like she said she could take little mental notes mm. are you pulling out a sandwich out your backpack you know she's like That's she said me. maybe on Look, the were you gonna stick out the baby she said maybe on the <laughs> third date but not the first she Look, wouldn't tolerate that. i will bring all types of 7-eleven snacks in that movie theater and be like babe we yeah, do this i think or not. it's subjective but I, I don't mind uh movie dates because we can always talk about I, I feel like i can gauge your emotional and intellectual intelligence based on what you have to say about the movie. the movie. Are you, can you talk? Do you have anything worthwhile to say? Or are you just going to sit there like Lurch from the Adams Family? <laughs> and that will be a deciding factor for me because I need someone that I can engage in healthy conversation with. Are we all single? Yeah, you know me, child. I <laughs> Today I'm out. <laughs> am not single. Ooh, go through. I am not single. Congratulations, so, happy birthday. So Memorial Day, your spring cleaning happened over there or it happened? <laughs> <laughs> I will not be talking about any of those things. Jay's acted a damn mic. fool. No, I did Mem- not. Memorial Day night? Are you kidding me? Woo! Tell, please. Are you tell. kidding me? Do you have tea? So, there's no oh, tea. Oh, I have. It's piping hot. Where are they talking <laughs> about Pusha tea? So, <laughs> anyway. It's piping hot. I'm no Pusha T E A. Anyways, yeah. well, that's, um, congrats. That's amazing. Uh, I mean, congratulations. Yeah, like, we actually talk because I do not like the term boyfriend. 
nor like the word because boyfriend reminds me of like junior high and the partner reminds me of like lesbians in Connecticut like who are like old and white and retired and so I don't really I don't <laughs> so what do you want I don't significant know. other so I don't know I don't know how I to don't mind boyfriend and girlfriend <laughs> my nigga I don't know <laughs> the ghetto I don't mind boyfriend and girlfriend hey. do you I don't mind boyfriend and girlfriend that's my boyfriend yeah that's my boyfriend mm, I have triggers <laughs> What you been through? <laughs> Read the book. Amazon.com. Hey. Um, so I'm going to get into this. Actually, no. We're going to do the um, interview first. Yes. Let's talk Mikey 101. So Mikey, you have an album out yes. called The Road Less Traveled. Correct. Which is good. It's yes. very good. So um, mm-hmm. like I said, Jason and I were listening to a few tracks individually. We both had our own earbuds <laughs> right, in. in Starbucks. In Starbucks. And I was like, okay, Mike. Like I said, I had no idea that you sang. You have a beautiful voice. Upper register, just beautiful. You sing in first tenor, right? Thank you. Yeah. I would consider you first tenor. Yeah. Um, so my question to you is, because initially I thought that you did a total career shift. Because mm. from my understanding, like I said, I've known you for about four years. And when I met you, uh, we were talking Jermaine and, Re- <laughs> and Rihanna. And and the Britney. And you, since then, you have stopped, correct me if I'm wrong, you've stopped drinking mm-hmm. and you have become celibate. Mm-hmm. And currently, what okay. came celibate? No. Go ahead. Okay. I, you know, speak the truth. Well, when I was on tour with Camila, I started to notice I was drinking again after okay. two and a half years, but it wasn't on that tour. Um, it started a little bit before for Thanksgiving with my best friends and I. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe I can take a shot here. Yes. Or maybe I can have a drink here and there. And mm-hmm. then that led into if I'm out with friends, maybe I could do, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a little bit yeah. more, a little See, bit more. It's the culture. When right. I first met Mikey, guys, just a little backstory. Ratchet. <laughs> We had so much fun. Mikey used to have these uh, Thanksgiving parties with Chris Grant. Shout out to Chris. Hey. Uh, and it was just everybody's dance. It was like, oh, it's the Beyonce's dancers, Britney's dancers. Oh, someone danced for Janet and Gaga. And mm-hmm. so I would just sit back. There was a smorgasbord of food. It was like a steam line. There was any and everything that you could imagine. And there was a, an impressive bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was going. it was these nice i went do twice. i get invited next time yes when we have one well, well actually we had well it was small but we did have i have something. not been invited for four years to, but no no no. he it, it scaled down i've noticed because mm-hmm. you guys used to have a house full of people yeah. for the first two years we just noticed that more people would come bringing plus ones and stuff with less things which is fine because oh and always, showing up oh. empty-handed yeah it was, oh, no, it, no, it was well you know fine. me and my tribe never showed up empty-handed. no no you guys always came correct but it was it, it, it. We just started. I guess the older we're getting, it's just like okay, yeah. this is becoming a lot, mm-hmm. and that year goes by even quicker and quicker. So I'm so like, damn, it's time for Thanksgiving. Right, I'm people like, texting I don't know. you. Right, and it's a lot of transplants that don't have family. You know, which like is that why we thing. did it because we're not from here. So right. we're like, like an orphanage. And that's, that's what, what it was. That's what it feels like in L.A. When <laughs> people really do Mother's Day and all of this, like, hello, kiss <laughs> until one hundred. Right. Yeah, <laughs> bring your daddy. So. um <laughs> So, yeah, that used to be cracking. Mm-hmm. But uh, my question to you is, what was the pivotal turn to, because your album is, would it be considered Christian gospel? Yeah, when it was asked uh, what genre I wanted it to be, although it's not the typical gospel, I chose it to be gospel only because I wanted it to be 
just a different sound, a different wave yeah. of a message. You know what I mean? And it's pretty much. And it's much, nice. It's very nicely thank produced. Mm. Thank you. And it's not really aiming for quote unquote Christians. It's aiming for the ones who feel like they've gotten turned away from the Christian world or the church mm. or, you know, it, it's, it's pretty much to say like the first track is called look at yourself. And that is serious. Like, uh, ah. that is, <laughs> I can't <laughs> talk. It that happens. is for people who like the Christians in the church that point the finger and, yeah. you know, Oh, you're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to right. do that, but have a, a lifestyle. But look at your own self. Right. Judge Judy. Behind exactly. closed doors. Exactly. Or in front of the doors. So what cool. brought upon this change? What was the pivotal moment in your life where you looked up and you said you know what enough is enough um i want to do this i want to lay down some gospel tracks i want to stop drinking i want to stop having sex like what was there a breaking point that brought upon this this pivot yes i noticed that i was going a downhill slope and every time i would in go what out ways? just going out and drinking and i didn't know my limit like i didn't know after what shot or after what drink it will be before mikey blacks out and snaps wow and as cool of a person i am and as loving that everybody knows mikey there's also another side that like, who the hell is this monster? You know, yeah, I like, don't know monster Mikey. Yeah. The Puerto Rican <laughs> side. Yeah. So there will be and it's it, it, it would just come out and it would be almost like I would just fight whoever in mm-hmm. the clubs. Now, like I'm actually doing stuff with my life. So I actually have things to lose yeah. as opposed to mm, being back right. at home. Noted. Which is right. dangerous. It's very dangerous. Very. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And then the people that I'll have issues with, I noticed that I'm not saying nobody's nobody, but I noticed that they had a lot less to lose. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As far as, you know, as far as anything. So and then even to people that knew who I was becoming or just, let's say, my dance career, for say. You can easily be billed as, oh, that's Britney's, you know. Right. And it was before even knowing your name. And I didn't want that to happen. And even being on tour with her, um, a lot of people will come up to me and be like, your story inspired me because they did like a Britney Spears E special. Mm-hmm. And just Oh yes, didn't you have your leg broken on that? Yeah, like my Gee, knee, what? my knee snapped. Knee, like, and you had a, he had a big bush, a big Corbin you got blue. Demons like Kanye West. There was some things happening. So then you had a big <laughs> Corbin blue fro. I did. I did. I did. I cut it all off because yes. it's too hot. Beautiful hair. Thank you. It was a perm, but thanks. Oh. <laughs> I remember you telling me that. Come on, dark and lovely. I remember you telling me that. <laughs> but it was my Stretched real hair. Curls. Just, mm-hmm. The curls were exactly right. Honest with the got world. Got them but curls <laughs> bouncing and behaving. That was my buddy maker. But anyway, so I I just noticed that I would do the same thing. And it was it got to a point where I was like, okay, Mikey, not everybody can be the issue. You know what I mean? Like Mm. you can't you can't be fighting everybody. And then everybody has a problem with you know what I mean? So my friend, one of my really good friends, Blue, she mentioned it. She was like, did you ever like think about stop? drinking or stop doing this and blue ivy is so iconic blue <laughs> what the fact you know that's my homegirl the fact that she the sure. fact that blue ivy carter pulled you aside at the age of three and presented this idea to you. Spawn. you know what i just i, I cannot not. get enough of that little girl she was in the she, audience of the camilla camilla get video out of here blue ivy is truly ahead head. of her time no go ahead tell us how, how blue changed your life blue night blue no i know night. the blue that you're talking about i know the blue that you're talking no, about. no but she she asked me a question that then it, she asked me actually, she was like, did you ever deal with your father's death? Mm. And 20 years later, 22 years later, I'm like, I never even, nobody's ever asked me that. You know, you think after all this time, you you 
dealt with it. But I never went to his funeral. I never went to anything that had to do yeah, with you never had closure because it was in puerto rico we were in florida gotcha. we didn't have the money his yeah. father was not the nicest person so he gotcha. ended up doing everything like so shady to the point where mm-hmm. he knew my mom couldn't bring all of us there mm-hmm. and it was just like it was, it was just like whatever yeah yeah so yeah that was that so i, I got to a point where i'm i have money in my account i have like my own thoughts you know what i mean i'm like okay yeah. let me go to puerto rico every june 9th which is or June 11th is the, the his actual death day. Yeah. Okay. Um. So it was like a four year thing. Like I started four years ago, going every June to Puerto Rico. I couldn't go last year because I was on tour, but I sent my family to go. So I've created like it. Literally started mm. with just me. Then the next year was like me, my cousin, and you know my mom. And mm-hmm. then the next year, my mom, my niece, and then I literally like I would pay for everybody to go. That's Still so paying. Nice of you. For those credit cards. Oh, right. But do you believe charging. that... Felt great. Do you believe that when Blue presented that question for you that it was at the right time? Do you believe that had she asked any other time you would you would have been ready to receive that? And do you believe that if it had been someone else that, that was not Blue, would you have been able to receive that? Or would you have brushed it off, told them to mind their business? I probably would have said... I'm okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would probably would have said. And even, too, after I even went and I, I did get closure, mm-hmm. I was still, dibbing, you know, dibbling and dabbling in, like, the party life, the party world. Yes. Um, starting Britney, once I got injured, I went through a dark phase as well because I was like, oh, my God, I can't even open up this dream job show. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. somebody's going to take my spot. And, ah, so then I would Stuggy go. And, and I remember you dieting really hard, yes. too. Yes, oh, my God. Because body is every. I remember, I think when I interviewed you three years ago, mm-hmm. you were in the process of juicing, juicing like Ugh. a juice cleanse. And you were, like, on tour. <laughs> but you said it, it sheds the weight the fastest. It does, for me. <clears throat> so, yeah, for the juice, yeah, that shed, I mean, for me, that works the best. But the actual pivotal moment that I decided to be sober was I had one party night. I remember it was 4th of July. I was in Chicago. I had like a master class I was teaching. Nobody ended up coming because it was a holiday. And I was like, oh, smart me. Oh, 4th of July. Yeah, I was like, why would I do that? Mm -hmm. Everybody's out turning up with their family. So this is in Chicago. Two people came. So they were like, do you want to go to Boys Town? And I was like, okay, whatever this is. So I go there. Boys Town is better than WeHo, would you argue that? It's lit. I think it's so. Lit. I've never yeah. been. As a Chicagoan, and Bird, Bird lived nice. in Chicago as well, and she lived in Boys Town, so. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's it's a cool strip. Yeah. But um, people recognized me because it was Britney night. So people were like, uh, oh, my God. So it was like, here, skip the lines. Here, this, this. Here, here's that, a drink. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. here's the, and then my the treat. drink turned into, like, I was blacked out like crazy, but then I really had a class the next day that had a few people. Dear God. But like my decisions that night was not okay. And I remember one person saying like, he mentioned like the devil, like around, he was like, I see something that scared the shit out of me. And I was like, whoa, I rebuked that. I'm leaving. I'm messed up. But something scared the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm changing my life around. And I have not, no, like, that's real. You have not gotten shit faced, right? Since. It was two. Well, I have. <laughs> it was two and a half years of me completely being like cold turkey, not right. doing nothing, and then I was. I remember that I was trying the whole yeah. celibate thing. That what stopped that? That's hard. What What yeah. prompted no sex? Just the fact that at that 
be, being sober, you see a lot more things clear. You see, mm. like, my friends aren't, like, some of my friends weren't even my friends unless it, it was a club setting. Ooh, come on. Jesus. You know what I mean? Um, right. And things that I started, I started to get to know God on a whole nother level. Like, I chose that time to start reading the Bible. And there's still so many things I have to learn, you know? Of course. But that is, it just changed, you know? It just changed. So I was like, well, God, I, I now value myself. Like, I started to love myself Mm -hmm. rather than me just giving myself to anybody or you know to any type of environment you know so i was just like just change houston says learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all now were you ever learned to love raised in the church i was not not okay so this is all like volunteer like on my own like i wanted to i always felt like i have such a strong Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Was it introduced to you in like what way? Like, was it just kind of like your curiosity? You started kind of doing some self exploration, or? Well, I would always have like like I know in high school I would have moments. Um, at, as kids, we would go here and there, but it wasn't so like, you know, every Sunday we had to right. go routine like right. me the PK. Right, right. So I, I wasn't burnt out too. on it, so I wanted to get to know for myself. Like I know I felt mm-hmm. connected, and also to so many people would just come randomly. And I didn't understand why at different moments of different ages of my life and just prophesize. And I didn't know why people would be like, God's going to use you. You have to be in the right crowd. Mm -hmm. You're going to go through some stuff. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. But I remember me going to Dominican Republic for my friend's birthday. It was just him and I. And this was two two years ago, 2016. And we're literally swimming in the ocean. This random lady on an excursion comes up to me, starts crying, starts praying, starts doing this. Mm -hmm. I was like, what is this? She was like, and she does, like, we haven't spoke, you Mm -hmm. know? And she was just like, God's going to use you. He loves you so much. Like, boo-hooing. And I was like, yo, you're, this is crazy. And she didn't know that I was working on that time the gospel project. Wow. So mm-hmm. it was like I went straight to the studio. Right. <laughs> so after straight that, straight to the Dominican studio. Right. <laughs> <laughs> after that, like I was just like, okay, I have to do that for him. And it's not until two years later that it, um, yeah. I, after it was done in 2016, I didn't have enough money to like go mixing and mastering and finish it. Yeah. So it was sitting for a year, and I was like, God, look, if. I keep hearing you say, you know, you want me to do the work and you'll take oh. care of the rest. Right. And, you know, when you're ready for it to come out, just happen, you know, let it happen. I'm here for it. Yeah. And then it just started to roll again. And then I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. Like things that I out of my hands that I wouldn't yeah. even know. Put your faith in it. Right. Trust me. He will supply. Right. Trust me. Lord have mercy. But also, too, the devil is crazy because he, you know what I mean? Like knowing how much I have and been. And you're in an industry with being a. With, I mean, we're all in some facet or another in the entertainment industry, but being a dancer and all mm-hmm. that backstage nonsense and the band, and mm-hmm. it's a lot you can get into back there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you really have to have willpower. Yeah. I, I, I started to, on this past tour, it had nothing to do with the artist because the artist was amazing. I literally chose Camila over. I had the opportunity to do Beyonce Coachella. Excuse me? I did. I'm so sorry. But no, I... I you could have been the bugaboos. One of the bugaboos. And I was going to... You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I had the opportunity to do this. Pause. I yeah. had the opportunity to, like, go back to Britney. Um, like, mm-hmm. I had to give answers right away. And I was like, ah, let me choose Camila. Um, only because in my mind, I was like, oh, this is the most longest one. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is until 2019. Right. So I put good two months in and then I just started to see things like in myself that I worked so hard 
to be that to I was get, going backward to get away mm-hmm. from you. Yeah, like yeah. I started to drink again. I'm just like, what is happening? Like the sex started to happen because now I'm in different cities every night, so I right. didn't have to commit. Oh yeah. wow, I never mm-hmm. thought about how that might potentially affect me. What? Yeah. I'm saying like if I were in different cities every night, what kind of girl would I be? Uh, <laughs> fat kitty ass. No. And to the point where I'll give somebody a different, a different name. A change exactly. of a, like, a black wig. You're not clocking me. Right. So, <laughs> And that happened a couple of times that I wasn't proud of myself. And yeah, I was like, yeah. this is just really interesting. Like where I was, what created me to write these songs, like all these hardships. Yeah. I felt like when I recorded it, I was in such a good place. But now since it's released, I feel like now I'm actually living those words again. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know if it's for a purpose or for a reason or the devil is just trying to take me off track, you know, Mm -hmm. all over again. But this is why I was like, look, kept hearing God tell me you got to go. So in what ways has your life changed since you I mean, I feel like you listed off some, but in what like major hallmark ways yeah. have like where are you now changed since you've made these decisions because jace and i and a lot of our listeners we do these occasional cleanses and things like that mm-hmm. like i certainly everybody knows that i'm very on and off with dating mm-hmm. um because it it, it it i get depleted of energy dealing mm-hmm. with these ni- niggas <laughs> <laughs> they are exhausting and yes. I, in order to in order to keep my perfect peace I just like to, even though career is not perfect, right. professionally my life is not perfect, but it's easier for me to deal with professional setbacks and blowbacks and and striving to get and striving to climb the ladder professionally than it is for me navigating I agree. dating. I agree. Um, and so in that in certain ways, like I said, I go in and out of things. I think everybody goes in and out of different cleanses. I know that I've been more spiritual within the past year because of journaling. I credit that to saving my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been reading a lot more books and just trying to just get back to me. Exactly. Um, so in what ways did those sacrifices, like I said, in what hallmark ways did those sacrifices change your life? I know that you mentioned that you got a lot more clarity and things like that, but for sure. Um, by me saying in my bio that I, I went from like a boy to a man, um, I, I just see so many like things that actually matter. I think as much as I love this industry, it's not my life, you know, like I want a family. I want, you know, I posted something the other day. It's just like, we are so focused on just as artists, um, feeling relevant you know like that's if I'm, the culture i hate it that's I the culture honestly like now i'm getting to a point where i'm like okay mike you moved out here you did your dream you've done everything you said you wanted to do and if and if you didn't do it you said no to it mm. so you had that option you know right. so i feel like now like i want things that actually matter to me i want the family mm. um even the if i have kids Four or five right. kids. Mikey also mentioned sexual fluidity <laughs> when before the mic came on. I do want so five ladies kids. listening, clock in. <laughs> I do want five kids, and if I can honestly, like I pray all the time. I love being, you know, you know, prideful, and I love being who I am. But I think my mentality now it would be a lot more easier for the things that I want if I were to be a heterosexual man. Really? Well, yeah. a lot more cheaper. You know, okay. like me Hello. wanting kids, like it's for one child. If I'm going to 
artificially inseminated. It's yeah. 150,000. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, I don't have that. They make it damn near impossible. Even adoption is impossible. To have the impossible. child, but still, it's just a whole adult to take care of after. Right. And that I don't mind because I feel adoption, like people that I've dated, I've just taken care of them. So all of that stuff child. is... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> all of that stuff. In the um, deep valley. I wonder if I'll ever reach the that. damn dog. <laughs> I wonder if I'll ever reach that point. I did see like there were things like on Twitter. Um, there's these new threads going around with unpopular opinion. And this guy, I retweeted him and I said, drag me. Because <laughs> there was one about career. And this guy was like, stop looking for fulfillment in work. Because even if you get your dream job, you likely won't be fulfilled. And I never gave that any thought because a bulk of my life, he says, stop trying to find fulfillment in labor. Mm. And I was like, wow, drag me. That was really food for thought for me because I never personally, I've never given much thought. You're like outside of outside of working yeah, outside mm-hmm. of work. because wow. it's something that I'm passionate about. It's something that I want to do. Right. I couldn't even imagine, you know, not, pursuing or not but I, I was thinking to myself like Shar, if you got the talk show tomorrow if you got a nationally internationally syndicated talk show tomorrow what would be your next step i don't know mm. i don't know if i had endorsements and did everything i wanted to do release my christmas album and did everything that <laughs> i wanted it. to do what would be the next step and i've never given any thought about crossing that bridge that's so crazy if, if i were to be if i at the age of 30 if i were straight i probably would have been married with probably a kid by now. Oh, I was, yeah. For At sure. least one kid. No, I would have I was straight. so many baby mamas. I know I would. Ah! Like my brother, my brother, <laughs> we're similar. He's just the straight version of me. Is he older or younger he's than you? He's 14 months older. Okay. But oh, you all are like Irish twins. Right. But he, like I know for a fact, like I probably, which is not the best thing to do, would be one of these boys Sleeping with the artist that you work for. Like, oh, okay. For sure. Like, I know Brian I would Tanaka. be in some. <laughs> I would be. I, I, I know for I a fact. I love Brian. Shout out to Brian. Me too. I love him too. But yeah. I know that will probably be my lifestyle only because, like, some of these women artists that you work for, like, so many things that they say, they it's like, oh, my God, you'd be my husband if you weren't getting, you know what I mean? Like, stuff yeah. like that. I mean, it could happen. You spend so much time around mm. someone yeah, no. and you bumping and grinding. <laughs> He's shirtless. You got on a sports mm-hmm. bra and you're bumping and grinding Backstage night after night. Naked. Right. Yeah. Passed I'm out. sure those changing and rooms. And you get bored. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Torments has happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If I, could give, if I could give right. birth, I don't think I'd have a child by now, even though I often think about how my mom had me by now. My mom had me at 30. We're 30 years apart. Mm. Um, but I don't, I don't, I go back and forth with the family thing. Children aren't for everyone. Right. And I think that's a lot of times like I've challenged my conditioning. Like, is this something that I really want or is this something that I feel pressure into? Because literally all of my girlfriends have rings and babies. Mm-hmm. All of my girlfriends that I went to college with, that I came of age with, everybody has a ring and a baby or yeah. a ring or a baby. Right. Like everybody. There Same. is no single Sally who's childless at our age. And so uh, I just don't, in certain regard, I don't want life to pass me by, but I also don't want to equate life to having a family. And I think because I could be a Tracy Ellis Ross with it. True. I don't, I don't have any gripes about, you know what I'm saying? Right. Is she single? Uh, Tracy is single is and she? childless. Yes. Okay. She wow. is single and childless. To the I world. Often, no, huh. she is. I often refer to her. So was Drake she's till proudly, last week. <laughs> she's proudly uh, a 45 year old woman. And she just did the state of the woman 
it was a conference that was, that happened at uh, the forum, and she spoke to Michelle Obama, and they talked about this. Mm. And she talked about conditioning and being pressured and things that she wants and things that she doesn't want out of life. And right. she didn't rule out children. She just said that she's she is totally fine and secure and people try to make her feel guilty for not mm-hmm. having children and not having a man Kinda yeah i like, take issue with oh, that right oh that's just what i want personally right 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 like i i and what mikey wants i i want yeah. that for sure i just see, i wonder if, if i'm when i'm 32 if i'll start itching for it but i started i don't say 30 huh it's a year and a half i know <laughs> Same for you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't get beside yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not. Uh-huh. I don't know what time it is, literally. <laughs> um, but I'm saying I wonder if I'll be in that headspace. Right now, I don't see it. But I mean, you know, we're all learning. Life is a big old classroom, and yeah, I got a I got a frame of mind that at 27, or when I sat down with Mikey three years ago, I didn't think that I would be the girl that I am today. Exactly. Like with we've some both of my grown up so much since. Yeah. Then. But like you said, you don't want it to pass you by. Like. I see people who I dance with for Britney and they're, you know, they're almost in their 40s. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, at 40, I want what you know something what you want. more. And not X, saying, y, and Z, right. I'm not saying that what we have is not enough. But at 40 or 39, however, I see myself having something more substantial than yeah. going on tour. Like we've traveled the world. How many times can you travel the world? You know, well, see, you've had that taste of that. I have not had my taste of busting out on double doors and taking a set in front of a live studio audience. I have not had my taste of that. True. You know, my extent has been the newsroom, field reporting. That's a bit different than going on actual tour. Podcasting. Because, like, Wendy Williams has one studio she clocks into every single day. Yeah. You know, going on tour, trying to have a relationship, a a dog. It's, and all this stuff, like yeah. being in some a different city it's every draining. single, you know, two days, that's hard. It's so that draining. sounds exhausting. Literally, being on tour with Rihanna, my 25 mentality, 25-year-old you mentality. You were 25 when you went on that yeah. tour? It was been a hoe. amazing. Like, I was like, party! Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and she no was cool. Was I remember we talked about amazing. this on YouTube. Like, She's Rihanna would get on the tour bus so for the amazing. dancers yes. and, and party twerk. with y'all. Yep. We would go out, like, looking out busted mess, but it didn't care. Like, she yeah. didn't care because mm-hmm. we literally got treated like royalty anywhere we went, which is amazing feeling. Um, but now going on tour at 32 and now being the oldest one, mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh. In, in, yeah. my head, <laughs> in my head, it feels like. I'm on the same level as a 23-year-old who I'm, who's my peer, and it's it started to do something to my mentality because I'm like, Mikey, you are 10 years older. Than like this Mikey, person. I've earned, you've earned yeah. your bones, right? Like I'm like, it's and yes, they work just as hard as I do. Yeah, of you know, course. My thing is, I'm like at almost 10 years older than this 23-year-old. I don't see much of a difference. How do dancers cycle out? Because I was looking at something last night. <laughs> Mary Rich. You know, I'm, know. A, I'm a Destiny's Child aficionado. <laughs> and I was looking at something last night, and um, I had totally forgotten about Aisha, who used mm-hmm. to be Beyonce's dance captain, mm-hmm. and Destiny's Child's dance captain. And I forgot the guy with the dreads. Uh, and this was back, like, even when Solange was background dancing for Destiny's Child. And I was like, I wonder <laughs> I wonder what Aisha's doing now. And then I saw that she was teaching classes in Atlanta. Yeah. She got out of the whatever. The last tour that she went on was Destiny Fulfilled. Wow. Also, ironically, Brian Tanaka was on that tour. <laughs> Look at his trajectory. Honey, he uh, made it. He made it. I hope he's safe. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, okay, the dance captain has moved on. I don't know if she has children and a family. I looked sure. up her Instagram, but she's totally, like, 
Mm-hmm. You know, now she's like teaching. She's not touring anymore. Right. She's not running around with Beyonce yeah. and Destiny's Child anymore. Touring life is very difficult. It seems like it would take a toll on your body. All I that stretching tired. and rehearsing. Stretching. For two months, like <laughs> yeah. straight. Like you're in a different city. As grateful and. And you got to give 110%. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, at one point, I was always all over the place. And I remember waking up in Memphis, Tennessee, and I don't know where the fuck I was. Because mm-hmm. I was just like, wait, where am I again? I don't think I've ever traveled to that extent. I have, and it's exhausting. It's draining. Especially sometimes we wouldn't even have hotels. Like, we would go straight to venue to venue. Like, wow. we'll have a day oh, no. room if we got there at 5, 6 in the morning. You but could shower with the Lakers shower and right. then get ready. And that's a lot of the times what had to happen. Because it's either you get there at 5 in the morning, you wake up, get to the room, but then have to check out by noon. You don't get your solid sleep because you go to bed at 4 because wow. you're winding down and you're on a bus and everybody's The partying. adrenaline's yeah. pumping. The Cheetos are out. Right. So you're just trying to, like... You lose so much weight, though. though. Not me, shoot. I just maybe it seemed like those girls. That crafty. It seemed like those I eat, girls. I eat. I love all the pretzels and the so much. rehearsals. Rehearsals. I can't wait for Britney rehearsals to start because skinny legend. I, I'm about to be so snatched. <laughs> Thank you. Come on, juicing. Right. Oh, that is so interesting. Well, Mikey, I have a few questions that I want to ask you for like a little game okay. before we mm-hmm. move on to our last segment. Thanks for having this conversation with us. So it was mm-hmm. really enlightening. And check out the album as well. Yes, hey. check out the album. It's called The Road Less Traveled, Mikey Pasante. And that is P E S A N T E. Thank you. I used Spotify, to, where else? Everywhere. Oh, yeah, Apple Music. Oh, so you are famous. Remember, I used to call cool. you Picante Sauce. Picante Sauce. Oh. <laughs> because his last name is Picante, and I was like, I'm going to remember that because of Picante. Picante. What is Picante Sauce? Hot. Spicy. Yeah, it's the, the hot sauce, like for chips and salsa. Oh. Picante. Mm. I'm uncultured. Sorry. Salivating. Um, Me too. <laughs> so, Mikey, I have six or seven fun questions that I want to ask you. Okay. So, starting with, what is the strangest encounter that you've had with a fan, whether it be your fan or the artist that you've danced for? Fan, like, what's a strange, like, whoa, bitch, encounter that you've had? Oh, somebody for Britney jumped on stage while we were had one more song to go in Vegas, tackled security, threw him over the shoulder. Um, I think I saw this. Threw security topic. over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. I have the video. Yeah, I. Um, Wendy reported on this. I think I saw maybe. this. Maybe, and then we literally like jumped him on stage. I like, saw this. We had to like. <laughs> that was crazy, and then because oh. you're handling security, and now you're almost at Britney. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. you don't play about Brit. So Britney all, Jean. Right. In my mind, I'm like, oh god, this is gonna be on TMZ. I have tights on, no shirt. I'm sweating. I don't yes. know how this angle's looking. Whoever's capturing this. Ah! <laughs> you know, that trying to bring your moment to find your bay. Ugh. Try, try. <laughs> have you ever been? You've danced for like a lot of people. Have mm-hmm. you ever been starstruck? And if so, by who? Not by the artist that I danced for. Probably because I'm just like I don't want it to be weird. Okay. Lies. Maybe it's Rihanna. Intimate. They probably walk in no makeup, a ponytail. Right. Maybe Rihanna at first because I that was like my dream job of life. I'm like. I need a book. This is my dream. <laughs> so when she walked in, I was like, oh, breathe. Yeah. So like, Robin. that's Robin. Right. But for Rihanna, it was so, I was direct book to do the AMAs like in 2010 with her. Okay. And what song wh- was that? We did, uh, oh, na na. We did, no, oh, na na. And uh, I was there. Where she fell out the tree? Uh huh. Uh huh. I was, I was on, like in the third row. I had 
big curly hair, but there was two of us who had big curly hair. I threw watch. Come on, the twins. Uh-huh. And she had like the old tribal print on, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big red, red hair. hair. Uh-huh. Wow. I was Who'd there with Amazing. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? So Rihanna. I would probably say that if not probably Rebel Wilson, which was last week. Which was last week. Okay. <laughs> because. Maybe artists that I don't work with or, like, actors. Well, not specifically them. Like, have you ever, speaking of the AMAs, like, were you, like, backstage and, oh, my God, Viola Davis just walked past or something? Yes. Like, I don't know. Uh, Stevie Wonder at one of our Ooh. shows for Rihanna's show. I was like, <gasps> Were you performing when Beyonce went to go see Britney? Beyonce yes. and Jay-Z went to go see and, Britney and, 20- and didn't tell her. And she, like, ended up, like. I was there. Oh, my God. Right in our prayer circle. She was like, we were like, Beyonce's here. She's like. And she froze. <laughs> She's like, no, no. She was so, like, so nervous. And we were like, but she's here to see you. She's like, I don't care. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, girl, show out. I showed out. That's your peer. And Br- and Beyonce loves Britney. Yeah. She said mm-hmm. it a million and one times. I wish they would do a song together. Well, a performance. Didn't they? Did they? No, they did We Will Rock You for the Pepsi. They no, never done I think they should song. do, like, uh tear it down performance like on VMAs that would be fun that would be amazing that would be fun um all right what is the craziest thing that you've ever done as a teenager so many um oh. crazy in florida acting a i don't know probably moonlight. well i was just talking about this like there, <laughs> when it was summer we would jump off a bridge into a dirty ass canal into the like oh my god but right now you're playing with your life <laughs> right but we didn't know like we were just like yeah this is free mm. this is fun like let's free jump off and of- fun <laughs> right but not knowing that we could have probably or not even realizing that there could have been alligators Anything. in there a big rock that could probably sl- a vine that would grab your leg something. and wouldn't let go i would say that would probably be the craziest thing you did as a teenager okay yeah. If you could trade places with anyone for a day, mm-hmm. who would it be? You got to answer. Don't give me one of those too blessed to be stressed. I wouldn't do it. No, there's definitely something <laughs> you would trade for a day. This one's tough. Just for 24 hours. I would say Friday. I would say Beyonce on like a performance, like mm. a live performance mm. in Beachella in, in a right Beachella mm. exactly. Yeah. Just to get that Be- feeling of like Beachella, Beachella, mm. Beachella. Just to get it's that beat. <laughs> get me together. Good lord. To get that Thank performance. You for coming. Right. <laughs> yeah. To get that, I think that'll be a such a different adrenaline rush rather than being, yeah. you know, a background. You know. Okay. Um. Do you have any hidden talents? Yes, <laughs> no, I say. No. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. What that mouth do? No, um, <laughs> hidden talents. Uh, I mean, you guys know pretty much. I, oh, actually, I'm a very good bowler, Ooh. and I can play. I, used I to met be, you at a bowling yeah. alley. I just thought about that. I can in Studio City, right? Yeah, pins. Right. I'm oh, a good yeah, bowler pins. too. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite part? This is not on my list, but what's your favorite body part? Of um, me? Or oh, anybody? You want, or in general. A, in general. Man or woman. Favorite body part? I will probably say face. Like on a... Hmm. Anybody. What part of the face? Eyes. Mm-hmm. I think you could mm-hmm. say the, the window, window to the, the soul. soul. Right. I think you could see. Yeah. What quality or characteristic do you cherish most in other people? 
Loyalty. Mm. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. And last but not least, if you were not in this industry, what do you think you'd be doing professionally? Definitely think I am going to be a new age pastor for sure. Really? And that's probably going to happen. Am I? Are you, is this in development right now? Is this breaking I would news? love to. Like, I, I have like a three to five year plan, and that's definitely in the works. Amen. Yeah. I'd well, attend your church. Amen. Really? Mm-hmm. I would too. It'll be lit. I, I don't know mm-hmm. if I'd step in there and it would spontaneously combust, but uh, I would, I would, you know, you always have my support. Yay. So that was my final question. Now let's get into the kudos and then get out of here. Ah. All right. Time for the kiss and tell kudos. So this week's kudos goes to a new podcast that's out on your favorite streaming devices. It is called Hella Single, not Hello, Hella Single. Um, it launched last week, and so there are going to be a weekly um, podcast, and it's about a man's journey through finding out why he is single. So the first episode, which was quite interesting, he actually interviewed um, his ex-boyfriend, Kyle Price, of the show Love at First Night. Mm. Um, I don't know Kyle personally for a few years now um, out in New York. And it was actually a very interesting conversation that he had with his, the host name is Lamont, and he was talking about, you know, why they broke up. What were the things specifically mm-hmm. that, you know, he could have worked on or why they broke up. It was still actually really, very. Really, I couldn't have that conversation, especially in front of a mic, but it was a very um, transparent transparent and enlightening. And I feel very adult as well, because right. that could have gone like south very quickly. Right. So uh, kudos to both of the people who were on there. I'm excited to hear more from Lamont and Hella Single. So yeah, check Asante's out that Asante's going to be on uh, yeah, next he's week, on next I think. Week. Yeah, Asante of the Friend Zone. Shout out to Alley. Asante. We love you. You know we love you. Mm-hmm. And I did enjoy that. I listened to it. I, I was walking to the grocery store, and I was like, let me give this a try. Because <laughs> uh, what's Kyle? Is that Kyle, his name? yeah. Kyle tweeted me the link. And I was like, okay, I'll listen. And uh, it was good. It was a good discussion. I was like, what in the Issa Rae is going yeah. on? <laughs> Lamont on gives me very, like, gay Charlemagne. Mm. And so he's kind of an a-hole, which was said in the beginning of the show. Um, but he's very good with pacing, asking questions. And I'm happy that he's being receptive to critique. Oh, and that's also, the only way the show would work, I right. think, is because yeah, he's good I mean, at what, what he does. Yeah, he's a great yeah, interviewer. Sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But also just kind of like the transparency with his personal life because you could be a great interviewer and not want to be receptive towards what people have to say, especially an ex. That's, mm. and so, that seems to be the theme of today's show is mm-hmm. putting your ego aside and being ready to hear what was about to be said. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you're, not, you're not always Listen. in that right. space to hear it. And mm-hmm. that's just the reality of everybody. Very that's just true. a human thing. So shout to Lamont. You know, I love the East Coast. And I can't wait to hear more from Hella Single. All right. Check it out, folks. It. it sounds interesting. Well, mm-hmm. that wraps up this week's show per the usual. You all know that you can find uh, Jace Barron at, at Jace Barron. And you can Woo-hoo! find Mikey. Where can we find you online? Uh, Instagram. That's pretty much what I only What's your What's Instagram? Your, uh, at Mikey Pasante. Yes, that's, that's M-I-K-E-Y-P-E-S-A-N-T-E. And, of course, you can find me everywhere at Char Says So. And please do not forget to go to kat100.eventbrite.com and get your tickets, if you're in the Los Angeles area, to our live show, which will take place in about two weeks. Jesus. Sunday, June Ooh. 17th at the Downtown <laughs> Independent Theater. In DTLA from 4 to 7 p.m. You will not want to miss this. It's going to be lit. Until next week, guys, we'll chat then.
Toodles, y'all. Bye. Happy Pride Month. Woohoo. You need Pride.